Governor Cuomo, for some reason, put COVID patients into nursing homes, resulting in the death of thousands of elderly individuals. He had the there was that that medical ship that was brought to New York City. Donald Trump deployed that. He didn't use it. He had the Javits Center. He didn't use it. It was only at, I think, 30 percent capacity. So for some reason, he sent thousands of sick people into nursing homes. And then we saw thousands of elderly people die. Well, now we have huge news in a private conversation. One of Cuomo's top aides admitted that they were covering up the data. Now we've got Republican Rep Stefanik calling for prosecution of Cuomo. This is this is this is this is crazy, man. I mean, I'm glad The New York Times is reporting on this. I'm glad this stuff is coming out. But this is truly some sick and insane stuff. Now, we'll talk about this and what's going on. And I'll just leave the intro there because this is I mean, look, we got other stories. We got we got some fun stuff. There's a story coming out about Pentagon FOIA request claiming UFO debris might actually be a real thing. And we're going to have a laugh and have a good time. But, you know, opening up with the most important story of, of, of the year so far and probably of even last year, Cuomo won Emmys. He, he was he was heralded. He wrote a book about how to deal with covid and he literally killed like 13000 people. It's dark stuff, man. So we'll, we'll we'll jump into it. Joining us today. And I, it's a strange contrast. We have comedian Sam Tripoli. <laughs> Old people are dying and now some comedy. Yeah, we're going to have a comedian here to make you <laughs> Great laugh. introduction there. <laughs> Thank you. Love it. What am I supposed Thank to you. say? <laughs> These are dark times. <laughs> the world is miserable. Here's a comedian for you. <laughs> I mean, it's a good balance. At least we'll no, laugh. No, hey, dude, know? I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, dude. I appreciate it. You just want to just do a quick intro for who you are? What you do? Uh, my name's Sam Triple. I'm a stand-up comic. I have a uh, co- uh, uh, podcast called Tim Fall Hat with Sam Tripoli. I'm touring around doing stand-up. Next week, I'm in uh, Raleigh at the uh, Good Nights in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I- I- I've had Luke on my show, and I'm super excited about being here, man. Thanks cool. for having me out. For sure. We also got Luke. Thank you so much from, uh, for coming all the way from L.A. I yeah. hear even the homeless people are moving out, so uh, <laughs> things are going great in Los Angeles. Also, just... Uh, a, th- a thing I wanted to address, I was smack talking someone on Twitter recently, live during the show, and they were like, wait, wait, you're not you're not really responding to me. Yes, I am. I actually live tweet sometimes Ooh. on twitter.com forward slash Luke We Are Change. And I don't know why I have to keep saying this. The shirt I'm wearing is not Alex Jones. <laughs> it is Bill Hicks, and it was inspired by the conversations we had on this show. It says we are the imagination of ourselves, and you could get it on TheBestPoliticalShirts.com. Thanks for having me. Ian's chilling. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, Tim. Dude, Sam, what has stand-up life been like since COVID? I, You know, it's been rough for a lot of people, but I've been blessed. Uh, I, I'm built for chaos, and this is kind of... I, I'm my shows have been thriving and because once they shut down everything, I started just cranking out show after show and people have been thankful. So I'm starting to go back on the road. It's been some, you know, half rooms. Sometimes you got to sell your merch outside. I don't get it. It's like outdoor eating, outdoor dying versus it, it's it's chaos. But it, I, it's a blessing. I mean, the sling dirty jokes I, to there get paid go. for is great. Right on. We also got Sarah Patch Lids pressing all the buttons. I am in the corner pushing buttons for the guys again. <laughs> We're going to get into this uh, twisted story. And, and it's sometimes hard because we do try to keep things fun and light. And, you know, before we even started, I'm like, should we just talk about the aliens thing? Because there's this, it really is a crazy story. The Pentagon, apparently, there's a, a, a document release. So it's a Freedom of Information request that went out and purports. There are UFO debris and metamaterials and crazy stuff that some dude, you know, is investigating and they claim to actually have, but they don't say it's from UFOs, 
But the guy was asking, do you have stuff from UFOs? So we'll have to read that. So, you know, it's going to get a little dark in the beginning with this Cuomo stuff. But I have good news. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member. Why? Well, you're going to get access to exclusive members-only content. When we start planning out our events, people who are at $25 members or more will get first access, but members all have the opportunity to buy tickets to come to in-person events. They're going to be relatively small, so it'll be first come, first serve. And it helps support the show in the event we do get banned, but I have a major announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, we're starting a pillow company. Yes. Yes, you see everybody, I see all of these people talking about pillows and, you know, my pillow and good pillow, and I'm like, David Hogg tweeted, you know, he said seven days ago, they said it couldn't be done. Okay, well, well, eight days ago, they said it couldn't be done, but I did it before him. Because if you go to TimCast.com and you click this button right here that says shop, you'll be taken to the TimCast store and you will see our exclusive, our pillow. It's not, it's not my pillow. It is our pillow. You see, we crossed out the my and it literally says our pillow on it. That's how you know it belongs to both of us. And it's got the revolution fist, you know, the communist fist holding the pillow. It is not for you. Is it this pillow is not for you? This pillow is not for me. This pillow is for us. And if you go to TimCast.com and click shop, you can get our pillow by ordering it. All proceeds will be used by me to buy stuff that I want. Thank you. Uh, okay, so hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, hit like, like, whatever. Check out the story from the New York Times. Let's jump right into it. New allegations of cover-up by Cuomo over nursing home virus toll. In a private conversation, the governor's top aide admitted that data was withheld on nursing homes where more than 10,000 New Yorkers have died during the pandemic. They say the remarks by the top aide, Melissa DeRosa, made in what was supposed to be a private conference call with Democratic lawmakers, came as a cascading series of news reports and a court order have left Mr. Cuomo, a third term Democrat, scrambling to contain the political fallout over his oversight of nursing homes where more than 13,000 people have died in the pandemic and in the state. CNN takes it a little bit further, saying New York, New York governor's top aide admits administration delayed the release of COVID-19 deaths in long-term care facilities over federal investigation concerns. You got to be kidding me. Oh. They thought there was an investigation coming, so they started hiding the fact that Cuomo killed these people. I've been mad about this for a long time, and now it's, it's substantially worse because I've been telling people, do you know 6,500 elderly were killed by Cuomo when he put these sick people in these nursing homes? Then they contracted it and died. It was actually much more than that. 13,000 people. Damn, this is crazy. Well, that's the estimates. Some people say it's even bigger than that. Some people are estimating it's 15,000 people. The effects and the ramifications of this are absolutely brutal. I mean, there's multiple calls for criminal prosecution of Andrew Cuomo. Immediately, jail. Now, no questions about Believe it. Or not, right give to him jail. a trial. Yes. I, give him a trial, but right to jail. Uh, seriously, this is absolutely insane. There are some actual, I never thought I would say this in my life. There's some actual Democrats in New York with a spine, and they're actually calling for Andrew Cuomo to lose his emergency COVID powers. That needs to be, that, <laughs> that needs to happen immediately. How about step okay. down? Yeah. How about that? How about not like, uh, lose your powers? Yes. How about you step down? Call the day. I mean, once again, theorists are right, right? Isn't it? I mean, like they said it forever. <laughs> yeah. And here we are once again. Theorists are right. Well, but 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 this was publicly known. Mm. This is what this is what blows my mind. ProPublica, and not a, a conservative organization, mind you, ran the story saying sixty five hundred deaths. That one was bad enough. What was this dude thinking? Putting sick people literally next to the most vulnerable. We've been talking about what we got to do to open up the economy. And the first thing is protect the vulnerable, the elderly and those who are immunocompromised. And what does Cuomo do? The opposite. He, he did the opposite. He stuffs, what it was it, 9,000 people? Yeah, around 9,000 that we know of for now because there's a massive cover up here. 
as hospitals and field hospitals, the Jacob Javits Center, Central Park, and even huge U.S. naval ships were ready to take on sick people. What did he do? Send him back to nursing homes under Cuomo. his own directive. The question is why? Yeah, the, what is why what? did this scumbag Seriously. kill thirteen thousand people? Let's, and why now are they only calling him out now? We knew this happened months ago. So, Luke, you mentioned some Democrats have a spine. They said nothing for how many months? Six, seven months. We've been complaining about it the show periodically. We bring it up periodically. Cuomo killed these people. And to add insult to injury. Como is literally meeting with Biden now, trying to get federal bailout money for the state for the mistakes that he made, for the lockdowns that he initiated, and the lives that he ruined in more ways than one. Meanwhile, what does the Biden administration do? They, they passed the bailout bill that's probably going to give them a boatload of money, and they're going after Florida. Florida, yeah. all places that didn't lock down, has no mandates, is actually dealing with this sickness way better than, of course, the New York government. But now, but now Biden's going to be literally bailing out New York State, or, or, or giving them money for for doing this. Essentially, if you had rewarding to spitball them. why he would do this, like try to come up with a reason, Trump, for the positive, right, yeah. Trump. Yeah, yeah, man. The, the, these deaths were added to the numbers. New York was brutal in how many? They, they were like 35,000 have died so far. And it seems like a good portion of that was because of Cuomo on purpose. And and I think there's two things here. If I had to guess, okay, because I, I, I don't know for sure. Why didn't the media go after Cuomo hard? Why didn't Democrats? Because it helped them go after Trump. So they knew he killed these people and said, you just wait till after November. Well, right? um, why were they taken out of the nursing homes to begin with? Who? What do you mean? The, 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 you said they were sent back to nursing homes. So what? No, well, they, oh. that means they were they were sent from the hospital to the nursing home. So they were sent back to the nursing. So home. So they were taken out of the nursing home. They got diagnosed no. in the hospital. Wait, what? They were taken out of the nursing homes because they were sick. They went to the hospital. They got diagnosed with COVID, and then he was like, "What are we going to do with them? Send them back to the nursing." Some home. of the people who got sent were young people. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the guy it that wasn't beat that all that guy up. It was it was there was young people for no reason being put in long term care facilities with the elderly in nursing homes. Yes. Wow. Cuomo killed these people. Well, you got to be careful with that accusation. No, I, I don't. Mean, <laughs> what? He didn't take a knife and cut their Even throats one CNN by one. Even CNN is reporting now that he's responsible for this. Okay, he's even responsible Democrats, for the You're death. the only one defending Look, the guy. I'm not even defending him. Yeah, I'm you just are. saying the way you phrase saying that someone killed someone. How about a guy who lost his mom? Death is a who threw thing. a banner down right here who said Cuomo killed my mom. Go tell him Look, that dude, Cuomo didn't kill his mom. Your tax dollars fund the drone bombs. You didn't kill those people. Oh, we did. Yes, we no, did. You didn't. Yeah, yes. Someone yes, did with your we money. We all contribute to that. And that's why I complain about it. But I'm telling you this right now. When you've got Janice Dean of Fox News mm. saying that Cuomo killed her in-laws when a guy dropped a banner over a highway in New York saying Cuomo killed my mom and they lied about it because they were being federally invested. They were scared of a federal investigation. So they covered up the numbers. Dude, I'm telling you, they put sick people when they had the opportunity to put them on the ships. That ship that Trump sent in. Don't want to use that. Could make Trump look good, huh? Didn't want to put them in the Javits Center. Have the actual capability to save these people. So put them in nursing homes, let them all die, and then cover up the numbers because you're being investigated. And now even Democrats are coming after him. I'm I'm sick to my stomach. Were the over this. ship and nurse, or were the ship and the Javits Center like less? Uh, were no, they, they were the best. They were, of the were, best. were they dirty? The best. <laughs> no one the used best. them. No one was inside of them. They were empty the whole time. Yeah. The, the military Bungus. ship is some of the best of the best. The Javits Center. 
I, I, we can argue was a field hospital that was set up and it wasn't the same as a regular hospital. But to put people in nursing homes makes made zero sense. And there was what you, you, you brought that guy who beat that that yeah, elderly guy, 25 year old guy 20, who was recovering from COVID. He beat up this old dude in a nursing home yeah. after he was put. And what about the ventilators? The what? what about the ventilators that he hid oh, and got busted hiding? Oh, Remember yeah, that? The warehouse, right? What yeah. happened? I mean, Cuomo got all these ventilators and hid them and then went on and started, we need ventilators. We need them. And then Trump's like, they're right over here, dude, where you put them. See, when you said about the drone strikes, Tim didn't order the drone strikes. Cuomo ordered old people to the, it's a totally different thing. Our tax dollar go defeating this whole this military industrial complex for sure but tim me luke nobody made a decision hey let's yeah. drone strike it, this place it, imagine like, well, how psychotic you have to be to do this and then say i'm gonna write a book about how <laughs> great i did and i get a book deal out of it i get an emmy out of this i get congratulated by all the mainstream media family friendly show i got so many other words i want to use here uh celebrating him uh and, and propping him up as this great leader when in reality, he's the complete opposite take, of that. Take, it was a part take, of a criminal cover-up. Take a look at how the media covered this. Mm. From USA Today, fact check. Does New York have a stockpile of thousands of unneeded ventilators? <laughs> what was the accusation against, against Cuomo? That we know they need the ventilators, and he was having them stockpiled in a warehouse somewhere. So USA Today does a fact check where they say, unneeded ventilators. Nobody said they were unneeded. That We were saying we needed them, deploy them. I love this. Here's their, their verdict. The verdict is false. While it's true that New York maintains a stockpile of ventilators not in use, it is incorrect that these machines are unneeded. The current number of ventilators deployed in the state are not enough to meet the increasing challenge. Well, maybe if the dude used the ones that he had that were not in use, he could have had Why enough. Why didn't he use them? <laughs> you know what, man? You, you, it's, it's, not a cons- it's not a conspiracy because we know he did it. The question is why? We can speculate. I have no idea. So was he like hiding them to get more? Well, he got caught. He was lying. Like, we don't have enough ventilators, Trump. You got to send them. And then I think it was Trump who said, you have a big stockpile you're not using. And he was like, well, but. And then so the media comes to his defense and says, unneeded ventilators. No one said there was a stockpile of unneeded ventilators. They said there were stockpiles of ventilators that we needed. And they change it. That's how these fact checks work. I always talk about this. They'll be like, did Donald Trump have a scoop of ice cream with sprinkles? <laughs> While it's true that Donald Trump did have ice cream, there were no sprinkles. Nobody accused him of having sprinkles. <laughs> it's like Donald Trump could save a bunch of puppies from a building. And they'll say, did Donald Trump save a bunch of puppies from a burning building with gym shoes on? False. Big, bold letters. <laughs> and the bottom will say, he did save the puppies, but he, was wearing, yeah. he wasn't wearing gym shoes. Yeah, that's yeah, the manipulation. Yeah, that's yeah, how they yeah. lie. What, does uh, sanctuary cities have anything to do with this? Wasn't there a bunch of funding cut from places that were just taken illegal? Well, there, there is one real simple explanation. I mean, you can get you can get dark with it and say he was willing to kill these people because he hated Trump. Or it could be New York is facing a massive budget deficit and a massive debt. And they need money from the federal government. And in order to justify it, they say, oh, no, oh, no. Wow. look at all these people. Look, uh, oh, geez, you, you feds, you better give us money. We need the ventilators. We, we need them. Why? You got a big warehouse full of them. Use the ones you have. Almost everything the New York government did when it came to COVID 
has backfired against the people, whether it's from the very beginning. Come on, saying, Fauci said they yeah, did it right, yeah, dude. He Come did. On. Fauci <laughs> did congratulate them and said that they did a great job. But from the very beginning, they were telling you, don't be racist. Go out to the Chinese parade. Go out. It's going to be great. They're, Chinese Pelosi person. did it in San Francisco. Yeah. Come on down to yeah. Chinatown. Yeah. So, so when you look at the leadership here, it failed at every single level. And who paid the ultimate price? The citizenry who are being brainwashed by the mainstream media to try to worship these individuals. You shouldn't worship these people. These are criminals, top level notch gangsters that, of course, don't give a damn about you, never gave a damn about you. And the sooner you realize that, the better your life will be. They do, though. I will say I can't stand the Cuomo brothers personally from the outside. I find that they're riding the coattails of their daddy's last name and that they're incompetent, annoying, ugly dudes personally. I, if I met him in person, maybe I would like him one on one. And maybe they are mafia. Like, I don't know. That's like some New York go government and has had notorious been for like hand in hand with the mob. The dude. That What's the difference between the mob and the government? Hmm. Yeah. What's the difference, Ian? Paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good point. Yeah. That's a good that's point. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you remember he was like comparing himself. He, he was talking about how him and Fauci are like Robert De Niro and yeah. and what's his face from all those mob movies. So, yeah, he, he totally has that mentality. Can that I, he's super powerful. Can I remind everybody what the what the Cuomo brothers were doing while Andrew was killing people? Uh, here's a here's a, here's a, uh, from CNN.com. Chris Cuomo teases brother Andrew with giant test swab. And then you've got Chris Cuomo being like, hey, Andrew, you got a big nose. Look at this big Q-tip. You got to stick it in your nose. And everyone's laughing and having a good time. As his brother, this is another thing. As his brother was lying about the quarantine, being sick, running around town, being caught for it, faking his own kind of release from Jeez. quarantine when he was caught outside when he was confirmed to be sick. These these brothers are psychopathic. They're insane. They From their own cognitive decisions, they knew that, that if they got someone else sick, they could kill them. They still went outside. Chris and they Cuomo. never faced any reality for it. And CNN as a whole pretended that he was quarantined. You saw this story? Sam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got caught because he was screaming at some dude on a bike 30 minutes from his house because he owned some other property. And the guy sees him and is like, aren't you supposed to be quarantined? He's like, don't you come here and tell me what to do. Then Chris Cuomo admits it all on his radio show. By attacking the guy. Right. He went after the guy. I don't need some guy coming up to me and telling me what I can do. And then everyone's like, even, even Ben Smith at the New York Times said, it's crazy how CNN is like, you know, basically lying about this. And then later they had this video where Chris comes out of the basement like, I'm not sick anymore. I'm out of quarantine. And we're all like, dude, we know you broke quarantine. kids were just sitting there like, my dad is such a fake Dude, you, if you watch his son's face while he's talking in that video, it's so sad. That kid's really? like, oh, my God. Yeah, I, and then eventually they get traumatized, and then they're in the whole system, too. It's like Governor Newsom's the exact same thing. Quarantine, locking everybody down. Then his winery's open. He's at some some restaurant chilling with his friends with no masks on. It's rules for thee and not for me. That is what it's, it, this is basically, in my humble opinion, is an elite purge. They're doing whatever they want, not following the laws, and nobody's enforcing the laws. And that's the biggest problem. Meanwhile, See, meanwhile suicides of children in California this skyrocketed. Is yeah. This is what people don't get. In the purge, the elites are safe and protected while the poor people are all killing themselves. They're not going to just come out and be like, everybody commit crimes. They're going to be like, we destroy your business. Then we, we mass print money that goes right into our pockets from you. And how many, how much have people gotten? Man. They got like 600 bucks. They got 600 bucks. Congratulations. Your, your, your entire life was destroyed. Cuomo literally killed people and they, they laugh about it. And then they get richer. 
the big box stores, the big corporations get all of that stimulus money funneled right in their pockets because everything else is closed. You're right. It's the purge. It's they're just doing it in a way because they don't want the like in reality, the purge wouldn't work because people could still commit crimes after the fact. So, so here's the thing about the purge, right? This movie, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. For, for those that are listening, one day a year, you can do whatever you want, basically. And the idea is the rich people and the elites don't got to worry about anything because they're so powerful and they have security. But people still commit crimes, right? So even if we had one day a year that was the purge where you could get away with it, some people still wouldn't care to get away with it because some people still commit crimes. So you, imagine this. You have a bunch of elites who get everybody killed. The next day, people aren't going to care about the law. They're going to be angry. Well, this is the way they do it without actually getting anyone to point the finger at them. I mean, if you take a look at what was going on in all these cities that was burning, these kids would commit crimes. We're finding these kids are the uh, children of the elite. They go down and they burn down a, bur- uh, a middle class uh, business, and then the DA would just release them. Yeah, just yeah. release them. Just it is literally the purge. It was rich kid purge. Yep. That's what, and you, when Malcolm X and the Unabomber both say white. Rich liberals are the most dangerous thing out there. That's what you're, this is exactly what they're talking about. And if you want to go even deeper, you look at so many of these, these, uh, these, uh, uh, cultural icons and how many of them are just rich kids that just got, were, never got life messed out of them, you know, like didn't have to go through it to kill idealism. And they just got in these positions. All their friends are rich in powerful positions and their message just spread. And that's what 2020 was. Antifa was all that just rich kids. Bur- I mean, my own studio in LA, I had friends of mine bragging about being in these, these riots that they burned and broke down businesses all around my studio. And I'm like, dude, I was right there. All my, all my hard work was right there. If you would have busted in there, you would have destroyed all my dreams. And you don't care because you didn't care about black lives. You just wanted to go out and have fun. And that's exactly what's happened. Well, they were locked in. They had no other release valve. So when they took away the sports, they took away the dude. entertainment, they locked them in. I mean, COVID was pretty much the year that a lot of people realized that the rich play up by a different set of rules. That, and, and hold on, two more points. As in uh, the, the latest news today is also that Australia. Well, I, I, well, I don't want to get off this point that's the purge that riot was the purge yeah they let them do it they let everyone run around for weeks smashing and destroying all across this country they literally had all across in middle class and poor class because when they tried to go into beverly hills they shut that down real quick (laughs) not the rich people yeah you see that guy you see that guy who was like tweeting about cheering on the riots yeah from espn and then all of a sudden he was like oh no now they're by my house stop go somewhere else yeah yeah, 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 yeah. rules anyway, for the COVID proved this is the you know this is an existence controlled by the rich that have a different set of rules. As of today, we also got the information that Australia just extended their lockdown for five days, and Canada is now requesting that if you want to come into their country, you have to pay two thousand dollars for hotel stay and test to again quarantine. We were talking about this yesterday, specifically with the United Kingdom now demanding that if you want to enter the United Kingdom, you have to pay two thousand four hundred dollars. So this is pretty much only going to allow rich people to travel because who can afford paying $2,000 to go to Canada to quarantine for a week? Has Australia done it yet? Uh, Australia has has pretty much banned um, most travel. Uh, I, I forgot the latest updates. We could probably pull it up, but not a lot of people are allowed to even enter or even leave Australia. Yeah, it was uh, Contis said you got to get your, your, your test or whatever to prove 
you know, you're not sick or whatever, you want to fly. Well, that's the, what happens the in the United States now. If you want to enter the United States, you have to have a test unless yeah. you're going through the border. Yeah. Uh, illegally. And so. I do, I mean, take a look at what's going This is all about getting us used to the basically social credit score. If you look at the NBA, they're doing this contact tracing thing. I mean, huge names, guys, test positive. They're like, oh, you were near somebody. Dude, they did it with Kevin Durant. He was right about to play, and they pulled him, and he can't play for games. That's setting the, setting the precedence, trying to get us all okay with that. Hey, man, you you were hanging out with somebody that we don't like. Go home and hang out. That's what this is New, all about. New York proposed that bill. I don't know where it's at right now. I think it was in committee last time, where they were going to set up detention centers or facilities for those who are suspected of having contact with people who may be a danger to public health. I got some for you, man. I, there is a video of Governor Newsom talking about, you know, how he's going to deal with the homeless and he's working with FEMA. And I'm telling you this, as much as you see the homeless around there, I'll, there's certain places where I got to drive to work or drive uh, to go see my kids. And uh, you'll see these giant homeless encampments. And then one day you won't see hardly any homeless there, but the encampments there. Then the next day you go by, the encampment's gone. <laughs> and you're like, where did all this go? And I'm telling you, this is how they did Are it. They when, rounded them up uh, at 4 a.m. Well, so there's there's a city in Northern California that does this. They they take homeless people and then what was it? They, they 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 declare themselves conservators of the individual's finances and they lock the homeless person up and then say, until you can prove you can handle money, you're locked up. In San Francisco, they'll come at 4 a.m. with fire hoses. That's what Flush I think them. is going on, man. I know people could call me crazy, but I'm like, where is all these people? It was a giant camera. Now it's gone. Where'd they go? And you don't see it come back. And it's just like, well, the, uh, what, what, what did New York do? It was like New York in the eighties. Was it Giuliani? Yeah. Put all the, put all the homeless people on a bus and then shipped them off to different cities. That's what happens in LA too. Yeah. They ship. Uh, Oregon, Washington, and all these other, uh, states send their homeless to us. Well, <laughs> They're going to send the homeless people to like very lefty states and cities that pay for it. And the people who live there are the ones who reap the benefits of those policies. I think that was called repopulation. It was like an ancient uh, like punishment for criminals. You just repopulate like, them by moving them to a different country. Or they put place. people in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Like that was a form of yeah. it. Yeah. That's the Romans just would the do whole it. state and country. So technically, me. it's illegal to loiter. So maybe that's what they're doing. They're like, this is your punishment. Have you, have you guys been following impeachment at all? Uh, yeah, I, I saw exactly. a bunch of stuff today that I thought was some really great videos that yeah. Trump pushes back on. There's some there's some big stuff. So I, 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 I don't care about impeachment, to be completely honest. But I do care about culture war stuff. So we uh, in the impeachment today, the tr Trump's lawyers finally started snapping back in a very powerful way. And the reason this I care about, I think the impeachment stuff's a foregone conclusion. I think it's a waste of time. He's not going to be convicted. I mean, maybe, sure, but I just doubt it. But there was there was a few instances. One, the, the Trump's lawyers brought up Kamala Harris fundraising for these rioters and advocating for violence and riots and protest. And then the, the, the impeachment managers guy Raskin, he's like, I, I, I don't seem to recall Kamala Harris ever saying these things. Dude walks back up from Trump's side and he goes, we played the video here three times. What do you mean? Then they show these videos of all the Democrats calling for all this craziness. They show all the videos of the riots. And it was like, I hope regular Americans saw all that. That was the opportunity the first, the first time to point out the Democrats are doing. And that's it. There's, there's no real trial here, right? The impeachment isn't actually due process. So it's stupid to come out and try and treat it like an actual court case. 100%. It's, a, it's an optics propaganda war. 
Oh, I mean, like, look at it with the uh, Capitol thing, whether you think that's real or fake or whatever that is. I mean, you had all these people in Hollywood going nuts. I can't believe that. You can't do that to the Capitol. And these are the same people that were like, match, match, match to all these Antifa people getting arrested for rioting and burning down poor people and middle class people's businesses. It's the exact same thing. Yep. That's impeachment. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 it did feel good because I've been avoiding the impeachment stuff just because it's so boring and pointless. It is pointless. But in, in the beginning, Trump's lawyers were doing pretty bad. And now I'm seeing these videos pop up where I'm like, hey, this is pretty good because the Democrats don't have answers for this, how they've supported the violence for this long. But it, it, it does go hand in hand with what we're saying about Cuomo. I think, for one, the riots were basically them letting, letting the purge happen, destroy the small businesses wipe out the, the, the middle class and the working class property and, and ownership so they have nothing. Then they print all this money, give it to you, only a little bit, but then everybody spends it at the big box stores that are allowed to stay open, and they are just siphoning away the assets. It's really funny, this whole thing, everything that's happened, the lockdowns, the rioting, it really helps the Great Reset. You know the Great Reset? 100%. They said, at first, in, in 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Well, one way to get people to own nothing is to lock down their businesses by force. And then when their businesses can survive, here's the crazy thing about it, right? If you own a restaurant, you're struggling because your food went bad. So there were some restaurants where they were like, we got shut down for a month, $30,000 worth of food, spoiled and garbage. If we want to reopen, we got to spend 30 grand. What about a hard goods store? Maybe you sell skateboards or t-shirts. You're fine. You got rent to worry about and your, and your personal expenses, but you can survive longer. Well, surprise, surprise, the riots shut up, smashed out your window, stole all your stuff. Now your business is gone too. How convenient. Now you know, you, now you own nothing. The best part is the government won't even give you a little bit for food. They're just leaving you hanging. I don't know, I don't know what the, the, these politicians expect to happen, but it's almost like their support of this was meant to antagonize people, particularly Trump supporters or those who don't like the riots. The, 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 the far left, they seem to have been happy with it. And the Democrat establishment, you know, cronies were happy with it. Now you get this impeachment that's meant to be, I guess, insult to injury. The guy's not even president anymore. It seems like everything they're doing is designed to antagonize and just make people snap and go nuts. Yeah, I think about this metaphor where you back a dog into a corner and you poke it with a stick until it lashes out and bites you. And then you blame the dog for biting you and have it put to sleep. And like these these people are watching it happen. And because it's a Trump supporter in the corner that's getting prodded or whoever, and I'm not saying it's happening, but this is like what I keep thinking. They're okay with it. They're like, it's, yeah, he's look, getting abused. Oh, he lashed know, out. But it, 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 is hap- it is happening. The issue is we're not saying it's a conspiracy or intentional. We're saying whatever the reason is, what's been happening over the past year is essentially Democrats pushing people into a corner and just whacking them with a stick over and over again. So it doesn't matter if their intention was to do that. That's literally what's happening. And don't get me wrong. Republicans are not getting a free oh, pass. Oh, yeah, this one. for sure. They're, 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 uh, Trump was the one who was like, $2,000 for everybody. Hmm. And it was McConnell was like, no. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like, here's the whole thing. Like, a lot of people think this reset is about money and it's about power. The people doing this have more money than ever spend in a billion lifetimes and more power than they ever said. This is a spiritual thing. This is a spiritual war. It's a spiritual attack. It's about stealing your loosh, your energy, getting you so depressed. Press. And like, you know, people are talking about the uh, here. It's about to get weird. But people are talking about the age of Aquarius and this uh, enlightening. And then you're, they're talking about, hey, man, you know, uh, transhumanism. It's all about this this realm that we live in and trapping us here and just low frequency yeah. stuff. These Bill Gates has more money and power than he'll ever have for a thousand lifetimes. He's all about 
your energy and trapping you here. And that's what this is all about. Crush your soul, crush your happiness, make you miserable. So they feed off that. Well, a lot of people say the great reset will happen. Well, people need to understand the great reset is happening. 2020 was not just a slap in the face, but a low blow to all the American people paying attention, especially all the American taxpayers and small business owners that have been ridiculed, destroyed, and just made to look like utter fools. And it was absolutely sickening to see police officers. And there's some surveillance camera footage that that has gone viral uh, in 2020 that shows police officers walking in and just fining, penalizing, and destroying the livelihoods of small mom and pop shops as people are allowed Mm -hmm. to coalesce in Walmart. They're allowed to be in Target. They're allowed to be in Best Buy. But if you had a small business, the jackboot officer would show up at your door, sometimes break down your business door and say, that's it. I'm taking everything for you because my master, Mr. Como, Mr. Newsom, told me to do so. And I, as the raveling dog, will do as I'm told and I will bite you and take away your food. But listen, it's simple. It's simple. Mm -hmm. We brought this up many times. You're a cop. You're making thirty, forty k a year. Not a lot of money for these like you know lower lower level guys, entry level you know officers. And you're looking at the devastation caused by the lockdowns. You're seeing the guy in the shop begging, "Please don't do this to me, man. I can barely feed my family. Don't give me that fine." And that cop's going, "Glad it's not me. I'm getting my paycheck." Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm with you, but still. It's it's basically the there's no rule of law anymore, man. I mean, I know you some people don't like that one letter, the seventeenth letter, whatever. That and they they all thought it was just to pacify people. I just don't know what people were, yeah. else they were supposed to do. I mean, they pulled out their attention, they pulled out their money, cable the two party system. It's just that, but we have no rule of law. The people who are there to take the oath to de- to defend the Constitution are not doing it on a local, a state, a federal, and an international level. Our military and our law enforcement are not enforcing the laws. What else can we do? They're enforcing the edict. Well, this is the thing, (laughs) Tim. During the Nuremberg trials... Following the the rules, obeying your orders wasn't an excuse. It didn't matter. Uh, people were penalized and punished because they did what they were told. And 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 just because someone tells you to do it, just because you don't want to do it, you don't, you understand. You're part of the larger system here, the larger problem yep. that is perpetrating it and allowing it to get this bad. And it wouldn't be if you just simply questioned yeah, and actually dude, did your job that you're supposed to do under the letters well, of the there's law. No, there's no simple action people can take, right? You've got cops who are being told there's a pandemic. People are dying. This is how we save their lives. We have no choice. Go to Walmart. It's not the same. Go to as, Costco. Listen. Go to wait, Best what? Buy. Amazon's open. Like, yeah. They're Amazon fresh. Show up to the Amazon warehouse then. There's, Don't show up to the uh, mom and pop shop. In LA, on Lankershim, there's a billboard that says Amazon fresh along the lines of this. Amazon fresh, wide open, come in. That is, a, and as you go down Lankershim, Every small business is closed. Yep. This has been done purposefully, man. And listen, when authority comes to crush resistance, it comes in the form of riot police. Every time, everywhere. The difference between here and these third world countries is they've seen it a lot. And the margins of going like completely and utterly broke is so much thinner. We have it good here. A lot of people don't want to rock the boat. But guess what? It's just going to, they're just going to keep taking a little bit more. It's dominoes falling over. There's no easy way because it's all about confidence in authority. The constitution is meaningless. The laws are meaningless. If Cuomo ordered the cops to do something illegal, they would just do it. Right. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. A lot of them have quit. 
Absolutely. A lot of cops around the country have quit and they're now being replaced by essentially scabs, people who are willing to work in violation of the law just because the executive said to do it. There's got to be something going on behind the scenes because this great reset is not an American thing. It's like a globe. Klaus Schwab is. I don't yeah, know where Davos. Oh, Could you be yeah. any have a, any more evil name than Klaus Schwab? Yeah, Klaus. So I think you're spot on with it being a war for your spirit. I don't know if they're behind the scenes bending U.S. law and just like, you know what, we're just going to go past it. Let's make whatever pandemic so we can suspend habeas corpus. They want. Have you seen Bill Gates' zeros patent zero six zero six zero six? They want to put things in your body to track uh, your bio. Yeah, we've already gone over this. Maybe bro. they don't want to implant, but it's a real patent, and they it's want a to measure your wearable. They want to measure your bioactivity yes. and then pay you crypto, so they yes. can see if you're watching a cartoon. They'll pay you for that if you watch that cartoon. If you watch that commercial, you'll get paid for that. They want to maybe eventually put your body in a pod and co- give okay, you money okay, for okay, the heat. Why right, is this right, movie right, made in pods, dude? No, we dude. plug in our VO in a Matrix, pod. The Matrix body heat thing made no sense on purpose. But they want to pay you for your biometrics. It's very similar what, to the Matrix what bio the, heat what the, thing. What the 666 patent is about is that they want you to take physical activities in exchange for crypto. Yeah. But basically, what's happening is it's they're, they're, it's an authoritarian attempt at making people, uh, we, we talked about this, mm-hmm. like basically get back to nature. Be more, you know, sleeping in the in the flowers in the fields. Or and pay you for watching stop cartoons. Stop gargling bacon for breakfast. But they, they can pay you for watching commercials. Well, so I, they, I, they I really want to, like, yeah. dull. I think they, they, they think there's too many people, and they want to, like, start controlling he people. He talks about it. His yeah. his his father was a eugenics. This is a fact. His father was a eugenics. His father eugenicist. helped stop. Eugenicist. 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 Specifically, yes. yeah. 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 He had many ties to. Uh, well, this is another thing. I think they're really trying to make the world like China. Uh, I don't think it's overconsumption, but I think it's seeing how China runs their kind of uh, government, runs their people, and and trying to exemplify it. Because if you look at even Davos, which is hosted by the World Economic Forum, their first speaker this year was, of course, the president of China. And Klaus is there. Oh, Mr. Honorable, you do such good work. I love you all. Like, growling over him. He got the first say during the World Economic Forum today, and he's like, this is great. We need more economic governance. We need more economic cooperation worldwide. And this is exactly what's happening here, especially with corporations like Disney and others, the Rothschilds, the Pope. I sound like I'm talking hyperbolic stuff, but look up the Rothschilds-Pope Alliance. They're the ones bringing all the major corporations into pushing for the Great Reset. Operation Galato, I think it's called. Well, no, 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 no. There was even a mainstream media article. We could probably pull it up talking about how, uh, you know, the, the Rothschilds were specifically bringing together a lot of top banks on Wall Street, a lot of major corporations, a lot of big pharma organizations to push for this global reset, which is a great idea. I shared the article with you uh, as well, Tim, and we talked about it on the show. Mainstream media the, news the, articles listen, were talking listen. about this. The issue is this. Communism had a lot of power. The Soviet Union killed a lot of people. These communist nations killed a lot of people. Mountains of skulls. Who, who was talking about that? And it was it Br- Matt Brainerd in Cambodia. Yeah, was Cambodia. It? And so the problem was America, freedom, constitution, liberty, first, second amendment, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven, eight, nine. You get the point. So if you want to have communism, the authoritarians can do it. They can suppress and oppress and kill hundreds of millions of people. The problem is, so long as those people know freedom exists, they will do everything in their power to jump over that wall to find freedom. And, and communism, but when monarchy also is a big problem. Well, so with, authoritarianism. Com- with, with authoritarianism, you had when they were building the anti-fascist protection rampart in, in Germany. You know what that is, right? The Berlin yeah. Wall. Yeah. It was called the anti-fascist protection rampart. You had people fleeing their homes full speed to cross before the wall got built because they knew what was coming. When the wall was built, 
I think the first person who died was this young guy who tried jumping the wall and they killed him. They didn't want their subjects, the slaves of their of the communist, you know, union to escape because they needed people to work as effectively slaves. Once the people knew that freedom was just on the other side, they would risk their lives to get it. So these people, the authoritarian wingnuts like the Chinese Communist Party, know the only thing standing in their way from implementing total global authoritarianism is a country like America with a constitution, with freedom, with a bill of rights. So you have to destroy it and erode it from within. Once America is gone, there will be no land of the free. There will be no idea of freedom and there will be nowhere to run. There won't be a wall you can jump over. No matter where you go, you do as you're told or you get the worst of it. That's where we're heading towards. And, you know, I know I know a lot of people on the left might say, oh, you're being hyperbolic. You know, I don't care. You're not paying attention. Yeah. You're looking at what you look at what's going on with the government literally shutting everything down without any scientific evidence being yep. wrong every other step, every step of the way and destroying the lives of people yep. every single day. At a certain point, you have to ask yourself why they're doing it. Yeah, the British- another thing to really, well, I, sorry, Ian, I really want to bring this up too, especially along with China. We also found out today that they blocked the World Health Organization from accessing critical data to find out where this sickness came from. They actually blocked information going around uh, from the first people that got sick. And we're living in a government right now that's acquiescing to China in a way where Joe Biden signs an executive order saying you can no longer say the China virus as he's talking about the UK variant on stop. So so there's a double standard here. There's obviously something going on here that doesn't add up, doesn't make sense. And for the World Health Organization to puppeteer the official lines of Beijing after only spending three hours in that laboratory in Wuhan, after not getting the critical data to even a assess how this started is absolutely sickening. Listen, it all goes back to that. Nobody knows history. Nobody studies history. The fact that BLM was started by black lesbian Marxists means that I don't know how you can be a Marxist and be those two things. Because if you study communism, the, the first like thing that happens was pretty like he was, he was like anti LGBTQ. Right? Look at, look at, look at China. Look at, look at Russia, dude. The first thing communism does is it, it, it just, it, it, it pushes. Well, well, hold, to the on, hold on. It's authoritarianism because yeah. fascists did the same thing. Both extremist ideologies that were taking over Europe wanted very similar things. And the only real difference, in my opinion, was the words they used to describe themselves. But, but, but if you look at China, you look at Russia, which is a communism, they marginalize women, ethnic minorities, and gays. It happens. I, dude, I was supposed to do stand-up. This is about 10 years ago in China. And I got to be honest with you, man. When you go around China, the people are the people are nice. It's always the governments, man. It's always the governments. And we're supposed to do stand-up. At this hard rock. And, uh, they told me two weeks before they were supposed to have the first ever, um, national, uh, Mr. Gay Chinese at competition. And the government came down and shut it down because they didn't want to talk about well, it. Look, didn't at, want that look at happening. what's going on. We talked about this uh, a couple of days ago in the United States. They're saying, you know, masculinity is bad. We do these Gillette commercials where they say toxic masculinity, all that stuff in China. They're doing the opposite. In China, they're they're training young men to be more masculine. This is a big thing they're working on. 
Yeah, I, I, this this is what really gets me is, is seeing people wear Che Guevara shirts because there's many reports, many accounts of him being a racist, homophobe, mass murderer, and specifically being specifically cruel to individuals of color and individuals who uh, were gay. So, so why is he celebrating? I mean, the, because the he's beautiful. He was racist it's because too, he's beautiful, yeah. dude. A huge racist. People are obsessed with charisma. He was charismatic and beautiful, so people didn't mind that he would. I don't think that's he true. He was well liked. He was young. He was smart, and he was he was he had a beautiful smile. He would blow people's brains out for fun he was a nut job but yep. people wear a shirt because he's an attractive guy yeah psychotic i mean like they walk around crying about nazis with nasa t-shirts on i mean they have no clue of history <laughs> operation project paper, paper, paper clip. clip yeah, yeah. they and have no clue what was, we just talked about it the the japanese unit that we took all their data 731 well let's do this let's 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 jump to the next big story that we saw today that we got to talk about and i think it i think this this fits in a lot of what we're saying this is uh from deadline gina carano hits back Announces new movie project with Ben Shapiro's The Daily Wire. They can't cancel us if we don't let them. You know why this? You know why they canceled her? And this plays in a lot of what we're saying because she's defiant and because she was getting famous. So I, I don't want I'm not, I don't want to name any of these celebrities in the past. But if I were to tell you that there were outspoken celebrities defying the war machine in in, in decades past, you know, you, you understand the war machine hated that. They hated the fact that celebrities rose to power, whether they're rock stars or movie stars or whatever, and then use that activism to defy their plans. You end up now with, in many instances, you have the celebrities just towing the line of the establishment elites and playing along. It's very, very smart. Make sure the celebrities in Hollywood and the music industry can only agree with the authoritarianism. Otherwise, you'll get people rising up defying you. And then you got a real problem because these are charismatic people when they become famous, right? Mm-hmm. One of the reasons they become famous. Gina Carano was speaking out saying, don't demonize your neighbor. She was she was speaking out saying, don't bully people. You can't tell me what to do. That's defiance. They had to say that they, they had to say you're out. See, they don't have to arrest you or lock you up. They're using economic power. They'll threaten to take your job away, your comfort, your livelihood. And it works. The problem now, I'm really interested to see how this plays out because the Daily Wire has the, has a movie division now. They did the movie Run, Hide, Fight, and they, they immediately, I guess, hit up Gina and they've announced they're doing a movie together. So uh, Gina Carano said, the Daily Wire is helping make one of my dreams to develop and produce my own film come true. I cried out and my prayer was answered. I am sending out a direct message of hope to everyone living in fear of cancellation by the totalitarian mob. I have only just begun using my voice, which is now freer than ever before. And I hope it inspires others to do the same. They can't cancel us if we don't let them. Love it. You know what's awesome. fascinating about this? The other day we were talking, Luke, and I think you were saying she's probably, you know, going through a lot with being canceled, booted off UTA. I actually was like, I don't know. She seems really tough. You know, yeah. MMA fighter. She was probably more angry and like agitated, like, oh, I'm, what am I? I'm going to I'm, I'm going to fight and we're going to do this. Turns out she's behind the scenes planning her next major move, which only escalated her her stardom. Yeah, even more famous. She also tweeted out today, "quote This is just the beginning. Welcome to the rebellion." <laughs> yes, so, awesome met- energy, awesome vibe. There's some other things happening behind the scenes I don't want to mention, but uh, great person, and that's the spirit you need to have. Because if you have the spirit of "I'm so sorry, why the I know, please let me have my job back," you're <sighs> utterly destroyed, and you, you know, let them win. You let them have your power. Have that- don't let them have your power, and and. And, and you could come out on top of this. I have the perfect analogy. I have the perfect analogy. See, uh, you've got uh, some celebrities. And after the emperor declares unlimited power and blasts Mace Windu out the window, they drop to their knees in front of the woke mob and go, I will do anything you say. 
losers. Yeah. I Could mean, you, I, I just, I, I, you know, watching Revenge of the Sith, you've, you've all seen it. Yeah. Because yeah. Gina Carano's in Star Wars, you know, we got to do Star Wars reference. I love the man. I just, I just watch Revenge of the Sith and I just want a scene where Anakin just kills the emperor. Just, just yeah. finishes him off. We should remake it. When he drops to his knees and says, I'll do whatever you say. I'm like, oh, it's so pathetic. <laughs> but it's the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. I'd love for him to just be like, you know, Mace is fighting the emperor. And then he, and then I, I imagine this. I finally got that scene. I always wanted to see Anakin say no to the Empire, to the, to the Emperor, to the Empire. Gina Carano on Star Wars, working for Disney, literally like the Empire of Media, and they declared unlimited power, do as you're told. And she said, no, I will not do whatever you say, and left. Well, the, awesome, it, man. It, this is the crazy part, because the spin by the mainstream media is very interesting. There was an article by The Independent that was titled... Gina Carano's Mandalorian yeah. uh, uh, exit yes. proves cancel culture doesn't exist despite <laughs> what her fans say. I had to double click this because I saw a screenshot. I was like, no way, this can't be real. This is someone just goofing. I literally had to put in that title just to see it, to believe it. They have this article talking about how there is no cancel culture. It doesn't exist. Two plus two equals five. Just keep doing what you're told. Absolutely crazy. I met Gina Carano about... 13 years ago, I had a show on Spike TV with her then-boyfriend, Kit Cope, and she was the nicest person. She was so nice, and she's always succeeded at everything she's done, so I don't know why this would be any different. And, you know, Disney has its own dark history, so for them to judge anybody on any of that, and, you know, when you discuss a Holocaust, it's a very delicate situation. We all have Jewish friends, and it's very sensitive, and you have to respect that for sure. But it's like, if we don't understand history... We're doomed to repeat. She, it. she was. She said, "Don't demonize your neighbor." It didn't say Republican. It didn't say Democrat. It didn't say. It said, "Don't demonize your neighbor." I had family that died in the camps. She gets a pass. Everyone gets a pass. You <laughs> well, get so, a pass. So, so listen, it doesn't matter. We, we should be scared to talk about history. You should be able to talk about it. This is a one way. This is a one way river. This water flows in one direction. Check out this story from the San Francisco Chronicle. A Black Lives Matter mask shut down the girl and the fig. It's a restaurant. It's a wine uh, restaurant, I believe. Showing the high stakes for restaurants that stand on the sidelines. The famed wine country restaurant said a BLM mask violated its uniform policy. But for a younger generation, disengaging is no longer acceptable. What is that? What, what is this? If you are an employee at Taco Bell, because this happened, and you're wearing a Black Lives Matter mask in violation of company policy, and they try to fire you for your politics, the woke mob attacks the business and the business hires them back. In this instance, we have this, this, this wine country restaurant. Woman wanted to wear a mask, I guess, or employee wanted to wear a mask. They said no. So the woke mob goes after the business. It's always in the direction of the cult. If their cult is winning, that's all that matters. Gina Carano was defiant. She resisted. So they get rid of her. These restaurants, the business itself was resisting the cult. So they go for the business. It doesn't matter. It goes in one direction. You must support the cult, period. Otherwise, they'll destroy you. But I tell you this, all of the cowards who refuse to speak up, well, when they come for you, you will regret it because you have your chance now to speak up and be defiant. And I, I love what the Daily Wire is doing, by the way, because this is how you win. Building culture. Make movies. Yes. Make movies. Inspire people. Yes. Make cool stuff. Build but your own you website. do nothing. So this is what this, I, was talk, I was talking to a bunch of friends of mine recently in the past day or so because of what happened. And a lot of them are telling me like, dude, I wish I could, you know, do something and speak out, but I'll get fired. And I'm like, bro, don't say anything political. Just make something cool and inspire people to hang out with you. And then they will be surrounded by free, loving individuals. 
That's what you need to do. Uh, so make movies. Hire Gina Carano. Do a new yeah. do a, do a new series. Well, well, another thing people really need to realize is that they're going to come for you, whether you like it or not, for just maybe even your thoughts in the future. As we found out today from even Instagram, as they announced that they are going to start banning people for what they say in private DMs. Your private messages are now being snooped through, being scanned by Instagram, and if there's any quote hate speech in there. They will ban you for even things you don't publicly they, post. They've been scanning your messages yeah. for ages. I, I want yep, to go course. back through your history and find stuff now. Retroactive enforcement. They've happens. done that too. YouTube did it. YouTube yeah, YouTube did, did it to me. I got banned for a video like that was almost three or four years old. Two times. that They've done that to me. They've taken me out. You know, here's the thing, dude. We You have to understand. It's like... What is, what is the platform? What are their rules? Either you play by their rules or you get off. And like people think that's like, ah, it's like people from like 2000s. We were, we all had our own websites. That's where it's going. GeoCities, bro. Yeah. yeah. Remember GeoCities in the 90s? Yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you went on, you signed up, you had your own website. People would just build their own thing. Yep. And if you were like, how did you find someone's content information? Well, you get a business card with their website on it. Then we invent, then, then social, social uh, media was invented. You know what the first social media website I Classmates. used? Classmates.com. Is that what you used? Yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. Legit first one. Then right? Friendster. No, it was AOL uh, Journal and Live Journal were considered to be the precursor to Friendster, where people were linking with users and posting things and oh, sharing really? their journals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bunch of my friends were using Journal and Live Journal, and then Friendster happened. And Friendster was where you actually had a list of Ground your friends yeah. people could look at. Friendster, man. And then MySpace was better. Tim, yeah. take the pillow money. Buy MySpace. <laughs> Take- MySpace is totally different now, though. It's not even a Does lot of Timberlake still own it. I think. I think oh, you could get for thirty mil, dude. A lot of people were saying that MySpace. They're like, let's all go back to MySpace. Yeah, and it's like you, you, it's not even. It doesn't. Mean, it doesn't work that way anymore. It's like it's a music website now. It's yeah. not a social media. Uh, Mine is probably better technology anyway, and it's open source. Yeah, definitely. We just need to build stuff, right? This is the point. The reason why I think what Ben Shapiro is doing, the Daily Wire, is the smartest and best thing possible. It's peaceful. It's persuasive. It's resourceful. There's no violence, but it's so powerful. They are freaking out already, smearing. You know what I love? Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire, puts out Run, Hide, Fight, this new movie, right? It's about a school shooting. And I guess some of the reviewers are saying it's kind of like Die Hard, like an intense action movie. The Rotten Tomatoes score. What do you think it is? What do you, what do you think oh, the critics gave it? Like uh, a 10. 25%. <laughs> what do you think the audience gave it? 99. 93%. <laughs> of course. It's ideological. There was this another... What, what was that movie with Bruce Willis? Do you guys remember where he his wife gets killed and he goes buys a bunch of guns? Hmm. What was that movie called? I don't remember. I can't remember what it was called. But, I, but it was another one of these movies where the audience score was ridiculously high because it was a really enjoyable film. It was a popcorn flick. It was Bruce Willis with guns taking out bad guys. Gotta love it, right? I love Die Hard. And it was like he was a family man and he want, and he like he like hit a gun under a desk and like the bad guy comes back in and his daughter's hiding under the, under the stairs and then he hits it and the gun comes out and he just narrowly survives. It was awesome. Death. Critics? What was it? Death, Death Wish. Death. That's yeah. right. And the critics hated it. They were like, oh, this is a gun nut masturbation film. Yeah. Kid you not. That was one of the reviews. And then the audience was like, that was really enjoyable. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Good job, Bruce Willis. It's not, it's not, it's not Casablanca or anything. It's not this great movie of, of great history. It's an entertainment. It, 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 you, you watch it at the theater. You have some popcorn. You smile. You laugh. You're on the edge of your seat. Whoa. And then you go home. And that's it. 
You maybe get it on DVD or, or download it on Amazon, I guess, or subscribe, whatever. Does anyone listen to critics anymore? No. I feel like they, they totally whiffed on everything. And the new generation's like, I'll either watch it if I like it or not. I'm not going to yeah, list some guys who've never done it. It, it changed it, when we could get the crowd to review stuff like Steam video games. You'll have like GameStop magazine or whatever will come out and be like, 9 out of 10, explosive. And it's one guy that works right. for him. <laughs> and then you go to the Steam reviews and there's like 70,000 reviews, 73% overall. And you're like, okay, it's a 70 percent percent overall this is why i decided to launch a pillow company yeah i get my it. Or, i'm sorry our pillow yes and the my is crossed off oh some somebody tweeted at me they were like tim you didn't start a pillow company you started a teespring campaign that sells pillows and i said we started a teespring <laughs> campaign that sells pillows but uh so the, the plan is now i ordered a bunch of burlap sacks and we're gonna pour packing peanuts into them and just staple them shut and uh, the, the gag is they're totally brutal pillows, like the worst and most com- uncomfortable thing you'll ever sleep on. But it's the right ideology, so you have to buy it. That's, this, that's, 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 don't forget, dude, made well, in America. Is this the well, arm pillow? <laughs> yes, it's going to be a burlap. You should see memory that. foam. You could probably no, sell like whoa, 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 millions whoa, of them. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's the perfect whoa. pillow for couples. No, 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 no. The point is a burlap sack full of packing peanuts stapled shut is garbage, but people will buy it because it supports their tribe. Don't want it to That's what's nice. going on with movies and video games. Why is David Hogg starting a pillow company in the first place? <laughs> it's it, every who, I can't remember who said it there on the show. They said every pillow company is competing with my pillow. They'd all love to put him out of business because they all certa Pasobic, I think. Yeah, yeah. Certa makes pillows. So. The only reason okay. to start a pillow company, the only reason David Hogg would do it is because it's a tribal virtue signal. Now, look, more power to him. I wish him success. If he sells pillows, fantastic. Yeah. And so I jokingly am going to start one mocking the whole idea. I mean, we have the Our Pillow. Go to TimCast.com, click the shop button, and you can buy the gag pillow from Teespring. But we're legit. Who? I swear, I ordered burlap sacks. We're going to film this, and we're going to run a commercial. You have a on vision. Pu- uh, we're running this. I'm not kidding. I am going to run this on prime time. When Tim has a vision, cable he makes TV. it happen. It's happening. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm looking over prices, and it's going to be very expensive. But I think selling burlap sacks full of packing peanuts will have an excellent profit but margin. This so, is like a Coke idea without the Coke. Well, right listen, now. listen, listen. Here's the best part. If people buy burlap sacks full of packing peanuts for pennies on the dollar, and I sell them for 50 bucks each, I'm going to make mad profit yeah. off of communism. It's yeah. great. Let me ask you. Who do you think has weirder – who got weirder – who got famous off a weirder thing? <laughs> Kim Kardashian or David Hogg? Ooh. Uh, well, the thing about David Hogg is that he's, he's, he's in a political space. And with all due respect, man, I mean, the story and what happened in Parkland is horrifying. It's horrifying. So I got, also- I, got, I, got, I got no beef. I got no issue. I think I, more power to David Hogg. He's got his opinions. I think he's a young, naive kid. I think a lot of, the, a lot of them are. And I think they, there are a lot of powerful special interests that want gun control that were willing to prop that up. I mean, look, Kim Kardashian is a marketing master. Yes. I mean, the Kardashians- I have no disrespect to her at all. You, you go, boo. I, I'm not complaining, but it's just like weird things to get famous off of. That's I mean, to be completely honest, Probably people, hog. people, people, people get people get famous for very strange reasons. That was weird. Yeah. And people, if you look, you look back in history, fame used to be negative, like almost always negative. You know, the people who got famous got famous for you know being murderers or whatever. Robin Hood. I mean. He's not a real he person. He wasn't famous in life, yeah. I don't, I don't think not he's actually real. But uh, you, you think about the, the people who were famous back in the Wild West, and they were all basically scoundrels. You know? yeah. They were all crooked for some reason or another. Fame is a weird thing. It's just if you, a story that you hear. Look at Dillinger. He's robbing banks. 
and he's famous. Capone, Al Capone. I mean, you have mo- you have movie stars eventually coming in, and fame became more of this weird sideshow kind of thing. Yeah, infamous but, was a was a pretty popular phrase back in the day. But it's mass it's media changed that notoriety, notoriety, basically. But look, man, look, I, I got. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. What the the reason I brought up all the pillow stuff, especially with you know uh, making my own pillow company and then David Hogg, it's because this is what we're seeing right now with the Daily Wire. You can't win with when the cultural institutions have been totally taken over by the woke cultists. You're, you're, you, you can't. And so they've kicked us out of the castle. They've said, go away. What do we do? Build our own. They've been saying it over and over again. Build your own. So, OK, we'll start doing that. Now, when many of these you know, conservatives tried launching things like Parler, for instance, they, they got nuked. Even Gab got nuked in the, in, the, in the beginning. Early on, everybody started saying you can't build your own because they control all the infrastructure, the financial infrastructure, the, 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 the DNS, the, the servers, all that stuff, the hosting. Well, Gab figured it out. You're, you're familiar with Gab, I imagine, yeah, right? Yep, so, yep. so Gab starts building their own infrastructure. The Daily Wire is now building their own infrastructure. And so it may have been difficult and taken some time. We are really headed towards this point, tribal capitalism, where people are going to be like, I need a pillow. Which pillow supports my political ideology? And then they'll go buy, you know, Hogg's pillow, you know, a good pillow. And then conservatives will buy my pillow, I guess. I got to be honest. I think conservatives would just buy the cheaper pillow that makes the most sense. Yeah. But it's the tribal on the, the, the tribal leftists are really going to go hard for, you know, whatever supports their ideology. I think uh, the Super Bowl really was like overdone with like just all the progressivism and all the woke stuff. And I think the NFL better watch itself because, I mean, say whatever you want, man. America showed its true colors. They put they. they they, they get, nobody watches television, okay? Nobody's involved. In, everyone's pulling out of this political correctness stuff. Everyone's pulling out of the two-party system. They did what they did. They could. They controlled, which is where their attention and their money went. And this whole thing about, you know, how the election went and all that stuff, it's its very interesting. Dude. Well, so th- this, is actually, uh, this is actually hilarious, man. You know the Super Bowl ratings tanked, right? Of course. But it's worse than people realize because they didn't release the real numbers. So I've, I've got the story from the New York Times. Super Bowl ratings hit a 15-year low. It still outperformed everything else. Yeah. Sure. But let's, let, I, I, I got to go through this because the numbers are hilarious. They say, Sunday's Super Bowl was watched by just 91.6 million people on CBS, the lowest number of viewers for the game on traditional broadcast television since 2006. A total of 96.4 million watched, on, uh, watched when other platforms like the CBS All Access streaming service and mobile phone apps were counted. The lowest number of total viewers since 2007. Do you know what they're not saying? This year, for the first time, they're including out-of-home viewership. They're trying to make it seem like the numbers are the same. They're not. When they say, they, they say at its peak in 2015, 114 million people watched, that was people at their, in their homes watching TV. Now, what they're saying is including other people who watched outside of the home. So what are the real numbers? Because the real numbers could be substantially lower. You know what I see with, with this? When I see the Super Bowl ratings tank, NBA ratings tanked, the oh, ratings yeah. for sports have been going down. I think the American cultural you know, empire just completely shattered into a million pieces. Music is – no one listens to the same music anymore. And I, I think it really is the internet. Ultimately, I think this is going to lead to hyper-tribalism. It's contributing to the hyperpolarization. There's no unified American culture anymore. 
So what you end up getting alongside things like this, people don't agree on what is or isn't. So a good example of what was wrong with the Super Bowl. They, they had a couple commercials that mocked conservatives. 74 million Trump voters got made fun of by these Super Bowl ads because they, the, these marketing companies probably don't know what to do. Who do we pander to? Well, how about pandering to neither? Doesn't yeah. Matter. The divide is too big. So a lot of people just won't watch Super Bowl. Conservatives especially, like, I'm not going to watch it, especially not after being made fun of. So the more they do this, the more they lose power and the more conservative institutions and infrastructure will start being built. And then what happens now that we have, you know, the Daily Wire doing their own movies? What happens in five years when you have two completely parallel economies where neither side talks to each other, but they 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 fight for the same government? Somebody's going to throw a punch. Somebody's going to pull out a cane in Congress like back in, you know, 18. I would love that. I'd love it to go third world, man. Don't you like watching like Thailand where they just jump up and it's battle royal? (laughs) I was in Thailand uh, uh, in 2014. And I got to stand in one of those vehicles with bloodstains all over it because someone chucked a grenade into it. You don't want to live that way, man. These no, pe- I mean, I don't, want, I don't want chaos, obviously. And I think that's why a lot of things haven't popped off worse than they could. Because everyone not knows yet. we have a good here. And they don't want to mess it up. That, not, not yet, though. Yeah, that's I what mean, I'm saying. Look at, look at the idea of the dueling pillow companies. <laughs> People don't care about the usefulness of a product anymore because Americans are fat and happy. There's nowhere else to go. I mean, theoretically, we need, I shouldn't say theoretically, literally what we need, what we need is a unified culture with goals. We don't have that. The goal of the left and the right now becomes destroying the other. It's and the other is their, their, their imagined enemy. You make me think of like bread and circus. Cause you were saying how like sports have failed almost in their, in their attempt to assuage the, the community because we got the internet. If the Romans had the internet, we would never, they would never would have created that giant empire because you would have Gallic propaganda right. versus Jeddah sort of making YouTube videos. You would have Hannibal telling everybody what, what the, how oppressive the Romans were in Rome. They'd be like, oh, well, screw this. So that's where we're at now. And everything's fracturing and shattering and decentralizing. But think about it. But- in, 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 in the Roman Empire, communication could only travel so fast. And when you controlled the roads and the military, you controlled the information. So then people only learn what you allow them to learn. And that stops dissent. What are they doing now with everything? They got censorship, yep. mass censorship, control of information because the system is breaking down. They started losing control a long time ago. Super Bowl ratings are, are proof of it. NBA ratings before this. They tried putting Black Lives Matter on the courts, kick out the fans. Nobody wanted to watch it. Yep. But see, I, I, th- I know this might be crazy. I think people are coming together. I do. I think what you see on the, on social media and on television is a war. Because that's what they want you to believe, that there's a war going on. But when you actually take a look at it, how many Latinos voted for Trump? Black conservatives? Bigger, I mean, that's the most punk rock stuff I've ever seen, black conservatives. Yeah, <laughs> you know, more than ever. And then you had like, you know, I mean, like conservatives are pretty laid back people. Today, what conservative is compared to when I started stand up, which was like super religious. Now it's just like, hey, man. Don't take my guns. I don't want to get taxed and let me live my life. I feel like people are coming together more off the mainstream stuff. And when you were bringing up about this uh, satellite, I mean, about the Super Bowl and the numbers, that's the same thing they do with uh, with the news. They count airports, they count airports, and hotels, 
Right? Six million people watched in an airport. Oh. In a hotel lobby. Because there's 30,000 people going through the airport. They say there's well, 30,000. So wow. They, they've ended that. CNN's ended the airport network. The cultural control is, is shattering. So I, I look at what's going on with like the Democratic establishment. I look at what's going on with Joe Biden. And I'll tell you this. Joe Biden may have won because people hated Trump. But this is the establishment's last leg. I mean, come on, man. The Super Bowl is, is, is falling. The worst numbers in, in, in 13 years. Is it going to get better? I really doubt it. You got to understand the Super Bowl should have attracted more viewership because streaming is ubiquitous. People can watch more than ever and they didn't do it. And, you know, I'll tell you this. That number is up by one because we had the TV on in the background while we were playing Magic the Gathering. We didn't care about the Super Bowl. It was just on TV and we ignored it. I think for one way for sports to save themselves is if they integrate the rest of the world and start having teams from other countries play. No, no, that's not the issue. The issue is. What entertains us is fracturing, right? So skateboarding, for instance, I've never been big in a, into mainstream sports. I've always been big into skateboarding. Skateboarding is a counterculture. It's always been. Skateboarders do, you know, they go to, 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 to buildings and then actually cause damage to property. A lot of skateboarders don't want to admit it. And they'll be like, no, no, it's not that bad. Come on. When you wax up that, that you know, ledge in front of the store, the planter, and then it turns black and gray and it's permanently discolored. Yeah, people don't like that stuff. It was counterculture. There's videos all over Instagram of people fighting with security guards. I hate it. I can't stand it. Don't fight. You, you, don't, you, you blow up the spot. What you do is security guard comes out. You say one more try. says, no, you leave. Then you wait. You come back later or you just don't come back and go and skate somewhere where you're not going to you know, bring too much heat or get somebody hurt. But this has always been counterculture. Mainstream sports has always been acceptable. And what's happening now is from music to movies to video games, there's so much. The options are endless. That people aren't turning on one network anymore to watch one game. To become relatable, they're trying to find communities close to them. So one of the mm -hmm. things I think is happening with the lockdowns is a desperate attempt to get everyone to watch the same news, to watch the same stories, and to think the same thing. Because they want everyone to be unified under the same culture at the very least. But right now, facts don't make sense. The Democrats, you know, they're coming out saying Donald Trump incited a riot. And I talked to my friends and they're like, we know he did. Look what he said. And I'm like, that video's fake. The Democrats, they put this video up on impeachment and they edited out what Trump said. They made, they fabricated fake tweets during an impeachment trial. Unbelievable. The Democrats fabricated fake tweets to How accuse the date Seriously. was wrong on one of them. What, what? And they added a verified badge to some random account to make yes. it seem like a public figure was saying certain things. Lord. Fake. And then Trump's defense called it out. The point is. There are people who believe entirely fake things on one side. There are people who believe entirely fake things on the other side. And there are a lot of people, probably the people who watch shows like this, who are mostly kind of on one side, but understand where the lies are coming from and understand what is really going on. What I, what I often say is the fringe faction of conspiracy theorists on the right has no institutional power and is often rejected by mainstream conservatives, the Q stuff. Then you look at the mainstream left and Russiagate is mainstream. The, the fringe lunacy fake news on the left is the is the is, is the paramount of their of their tribe and their culture on the right. It's not regardless of whether or not you want to rag on them. You can call me biased. That's fine. The fact is there is no bridge. There's no in between anymore. I I, I there, there's that Time magazine article about how the shadow campaign in the cabal. You saw that one. Yeah, Tim? I have my theory. I sent it that. to a friend and they said this proves the Democrats were helping save the election <laughs> and protecting us from Trump's voter fraud. And I'm like, how did you read that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know I'm not going to convince these people because they live in a different universe. There's no middle anymore. 
I am not a staunch conservative. I read that and they say conspiracy. Conspiracy is negative. And people will just want to defend their tribe. So with, with the Super Bowl, with the NBA, with these TV shows, the ratings are dropping because people can choose infinitely and communities are no longer unified. So now we're going to see hyper tribalization. Because of this, we're starting to see people who are more likely to watch the Super Bowl and be Democrat go to inter- go, they go to the cities. And the people in the cities who are more likely to just want to be independent left alone move out, uh, out into rural areas, kind of like what we did. And it's making the cities bluer and the rural areas redder. And it's dividing everybody based on culture and geographic location. And history tells us exactly what that leads to. Yeah, I mean, uh, I... I have a couple uh, opinions on that. One is that I, I do you think they want us unified under? I think they want us all fighting with each other so we can't be unified. No, no. They want us fighting over wedge issues, but unified over a set of facts. They want us to agree that, say, Trump is bad, but argue about, say, abortion and taxation. Um, But, you know, in a way, it's also not working. I still find it perplexing that in August of last year, TV shows like Tucker Carlson were dominating NBA primetime games, and, and he was getting way more viewers than, than professional sports, um, and, and that's Tucker Carlson of Fox News, of all people. If you, if you would have asked me back in the day when Tucker Carlson was still wearing a bow tie, if this would happen, I wouldn't ever believe Nobody you. I, I would, would think you would be crazy, but now he's this kind of symbol of anti-establishment. They're trying to take him down, and also, we have to point out, as I talked about, I think in yesterday's show or two shows ago, that... Apps like Signal and Telegram are becoming the most popular apps in the world, and they are far surpassing the number of downloads than Facebook, than Twitter, than YouTube, which shows you that the people are moving towards communication forms that are free, that are decentralized. And again, there's even some questions about that specifically with Telegram, specifically even with Signal, but but that's what they usually represent. And moving to a form where they can't be canceled, and then they could say whatever they want I without it that. being blocked. So uh, We also look at that, you know, it's just like, Maybe people are tired of worshiping people. Maybe like now, because like this show and your ability, could you have done this 20 years ago? There was no No. thing set up like this. So that's why they're banning everybody. They're trying to bring it all back under one roof. They can't do. I mean, it's out of the cats out of the bag. And like, you know, what's you know, what's important. Authenticity. That is the collateral of today. And they can't because once you put a suit in between the the creator and the consumer and you have to go through this filter that changes everything what authenticity is what people want and when you look at something like i mean like the nba they they they, they their uh, salaries just keep going up, but nobody's watching it. <laughs> Why is this? Why is this? It could it be money from China? Now you got problems. You yep. got you got mm-hmm. Marxist Cuban wanting not to play, <laughs> not wanting anthem? to play the national. Now listen, Marxist man. Cuban. I, I watch it. I go to these events. I'm like, why are we playing this? And then you start to really like. I went to the World Series, the Dodgers when they lost to. Um, the cheating Houston Astros, right? And I was on shrooms, right, at the World Series. <laughs> and I was watching it, and I'm just like, man, this is just a giant military propaganda like event. And it's, and that's what the, that's what the, uh, the, the national anthem is. So I, I, I I'm not really too concerned, but we all well, know that Mark Cuban wants those Chinese dollars. Well, he, he's, he wanted to get rid of the national anthem. Yeah, I think I, I look, you can call. I don't think it's fair to say the national anthem is a big propaganda event. I don't I don't know. No, no, no. I'm saying, well, I, I, I don't I don't know why we play it before the event. Cultural unity. 
So it's similar to what a lot of what they want. Now, the problem is it's one thing when we as a country say that we're here for each other. It's a community and we have to defend our shared values. So we sing the national anthem and the history of the national anthem is actually pretty amazing. I, I think America is fantastic. I've been around the world and I've seen some horrifying places. Now, I think the Pledge of Allegiance is kind of creepy. Got to be completely honest. Like pledging allegiance. Never been, <laughs> never been a big fan of pledging allegiance. America was built on defying the crown. But I understand the national anthem. I understand at big sporting events, we all come together. And what's here, here's what I see with these sporting events. When people can sit down and argue over things that are trivial to give an outlet to their anger right. and their frustrations, that's not necessarily a bad thing. We can talk about bread and circuses, and it can be distracting. That's a bad thing. We want people to have entertainment, an, out, an outlet, uh, a release, and something to look forward to. And we want people to be unified in this country. So I can respect that certain idea. The problem is the unity they're trying to bring about is unity with China under this Chinese system, like Luke was saying earlier. That's why Mark Cuban doesn't want the national anthem. He wants to sell the NBA in China. Yes, that's why the that's NBA didn't want us supporting Hong Kong. Yep. So if you want to say, hey, I think we should, they're going to do the national anthem. Yeah. But, it, but the problem is you can see the erosion in the system. Look, we are not a one world government. This, this world is fractured by different ideologies and different countries. And the question you need to ask yourself is, would you rather live life like an American or would you rather live life like someone from China? In China, they weld your doors shut when you get sick and you die in your apartment. They take people to the police departments and shackle them to chairs and then torture them for insulting police. They have concentration camps. The U.S. is not a saint. This country has done bad things, but I tell you this right now, we are so tolerant that we're actually having these overly tolerant people destroy everything. Yeah. We have given so much to those perceived to be victims and weak. It's hurting us. This we need to fix. We need a decent balance. But I tell you this, in 50 years and 100 years, what kind of future do you want? A future under an American constitution that has been strengthened, guaranteeing your rights to live, to pursue happiness or a Chinese system? where everything is given up for the state, just like the fascists wanted. So when I, when I hear they want to sing the national anthem, the national anthem to me represents the Constitution, which, is, which, they, which many of these establishment elites want to destroy, and especially our enemies. If we are fractured and we don't come together as a community who shares these values, we will be destroyed. There was a time where they didn't make it mandatory. Now it's mandatory. And that, and I'm fine with that position. I just I go, why are we listening to this before a pro wrestling event? I think, it's a, I think <laughs> it's a bad song, <laughs> relatively. It's just kind of a crappy song. Like it's, I love the song. It's it's just, I don't know why. It's like, oh, what, what is that, that, Batman? It's just some <laughs> junky, bland melody that goes up and down, talking in like 1700s language. It's like, dude, here's you got a new here's hot my song problem that we can get down with. Nationalism is only bad in America. Mm. Everywhere else, I mean, listen, when Conor McGregor or Tyson Fury goes and fights somewhere, they come in droves and they sing their national anthem with pride. Listen, I'm a nationalist when it comes to sporting events, when it comes to business. I don't think American lives are more important than Iraqi lives. I'm a human being and I think people have the right to raise their family feed their family, take care of their family, and live their life. I don't like when we're going over there and bombing brown people and we're acting like we're doing it to stop terrorism when it's all about making bankers rich, okay? But the notion of not being proud to be an American is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of because everywhere else has huge pride in their country. When American fighters go to fight Brazilians, American fighters get booed down bad. 
doesn't matter who the Brazilian fighter is. Brazilians always support Brazilians. I get my problem is when we get like Americans that are like, I guess the term would be scum junkies that like don't do anything or contribute to society to say, I am great because I was born here. Like That's you're great because thing, of your though. merit. That's if you a... do good, you're great. If you don't, you suck. But I don't, I don't think that's a real thing for the Dude, most part. people that are like, I have the power because I'm an American, like, even though I'm fat where, where and lazy. Where are these people? I, I mean, grew up with them. But there's, listen, man, there, it's okay to be like, I'm proud to be an American. Like, I'm from Cortland, New York, okay? 607 has the highest rate of welfare and incest in the whole entire state. And I have a tattoo of it on my leg. I love <laughs> being from there. There's a lot of junkiness there. But those that's my tribe, man. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes that's all people have, too. Listen, yep. tribalism based on... These shared values of freedom and individual liberty and things that we cherish, I think is fantastic. Tribalism is fractured in this country because one faction despises the Constitution and these shared values of American culture. They hate America. I think it's funny because, you know, it's the, it's, the, it's the old trope of like Hannity on, you know, the liberals hate America. And I'm like, well, I don't think the liberals do. I think the far left does. Yes. And I think the establishment Democrats just don't care so long as they can line their pockets with gold. That's the problem. Yeah, and, you, and don't get me wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Republicans too. If you're and, nationalism is, and nationalism is their enemy, especially with the, you know Eastern European countries like Hungary and Poland. I mean, I'm Polish, and I'm very proud of my heritage, my history, my family, my bloodline. No one else could say that they fought off the Russians and the communists and the the Nazis and the Germans at the same time, and then still didn't give a damn about it. My family did. It wasn't me. I don't want to take credit for, it, but at the same time, that history, that feeling, that 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 understanding of how bad it could get is passed down from family member to family member and it's it's a miracle that Poland still exists it still does and because of that we are eternally proud of our country but that's why there's such a threat against individuals because multinational corporations can't easily come in and ruin and, and take over everything like they want to when you have a strong family when you have this identity of a group of individuals and this is why we're seeing Eastern European countries not be taken over just like France, Germany, uh, the United Kingdom, and other countries that are inf infiltrated by the powers that be and special interests that benefit off of human suffering. Well, so so there's there's uh, another story I want to pull up, and this is this is why America is is great the way it's set up. Can I make a clarification so, before we do that? I, there's a difference between patriotism and constitutionalism. Like if you're an American but you don't support the Constitution, I don't support that type of Americanism, and I don't like that kind of patriotism. Because you can still be an American and, and piss all over the Constitution, but you don't even have yep. to be an American to support the U.S. Constitution. And that's, I think, more patriotic to our country. So that's where my, my belief and my love for nationalism breaks down. So we have this story from Axios. States leapfrog federal government in restraining tech. So Axios reports, states across the U.S. unwilling to wait for the slower gears of the federal government to turn are moving aggressively to regulate the tech industry. Why it matters? States famously serve as laboratories of democracy, testing out innovative laws that other states or the federal government can adopt. But their experiments can sometimes be half-baked or have unintended consequences, and the regulations can run afoul of the courts. The big picture, the, the one thing I, I, I want to highlight in this is the fight against censorship. They, they say it closer to the bottom, our thought bubble. Growing partisan polarization at the state level guarantees the introduction and potential passage of more party-line tech bills that wouldn't stand a chance of moving forward in the more narrowly divided federal government. It's likely, for instance, that we'll see more proposals out of red states aimed at punishing tech for perceived censorship of conservatives, while blue states may follow Maryland's lead 
on digital taxes, among other tech priorities. Okay, this is a good thing about America, but you got to understand where this might lead to. I say it's a good thing because if the federal government won't stop the big tech companies that are shutting down free speech and censoring people, the states can do it on an individual level. Ron DeSantis of Florida recently announced they're going to be proposing this bill that would punish big tech companies for censoring political individuals and regular people, giving them the right to appeal and things like that. We also heard other countries may do something similar. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not just about America. But in this country, the way the states are divided up, you could go move to Florida if you want protections against big tech censoring you, if they pass this law. But where this goes, what happens if Florida says free speech must be guaranteed and they tell Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, if you ban people, we will fine you a million dollars. Well, the big tech companies might say, fine, we won't operate in your state at all. And then the state and the people who are there will have to come up with their own solutions for social networking and financial services. Good. And it will happen because they're not just going to be like, oh, no, no. Immediately, you're going to see yep. big investors being like, this is our opportunity to move into this state and seize up 30 Survive. million new customers. So then what's the alternative? The big tech companies will say, OK, in your state only, anybody who's there whose IP address registers from your state will have free and open access and no censorship. But then in New York state, they say you must ban all the hate speech. New York becomes deep blue, where it's dominated by only woke far left cultists, and Florida becomes a free speech free for all. The people in Florida are more likely to have access to open information, to be challenged, to be de-radicalized, and the people in New York will hyper-radicalize into an insane ideology controlled by those big tech companies and then propped up by the uniparty that controls the state. Like I was saying earlier, it ultimately leads to people dividing up red people in red areas, blue people in blue areas, and then entrenching in their beliefs and then eventually throwing things at each other. I totally agree with that, but I think I think it should. I think Florida should do that. I think we all I should agree. do that. I agree. And listen, if, if New York wants to make it so tech can censor everybody, they're going to really hurt themselves. Creativity. All the creative people are going to move to Florida, and then they're going to pay a deep yeah. price for that. Brain drain. That's what they call it uh, when a lot of people flee countries because they're not allowed to express themselves freely in other countries. And and, and I'm even thinking about moving to Florida myself, to be I'm honest with you. I'm thinking about it. My yeah. baby's mama would be open to you it. You can buy guns. Yeah. You walk in, you got your ID, you can buy a gun. It's one of the easier states. You got freedom. Uh, it's hot and muggy all the time. I know. And they got alligators, oh, dude. Yeah. And, and then, I ain't <laughs> down with that. And then, and then you become Florida man. Yep. I, which is, I uh, like which is a Florida man. I'm a weirdo. The weirder, the better. Exactly. I, lived, I like I, that. I lived in Miami for a couple of years. Actually, really close to that, that you know, migrant detention center that was all over the news. And uh, it rains all the time. The rain's kind of awesome. It's like you're, you're in a monsoon whenever it rains. Lizards everywhere. It's so cool. We would go out and just catch geckos and lizards and then bring them in to deal with the bugs. Because there's a lot of bugs. There's bugs everywhere. So I'm like, here's, here's your choice. Giant bugs all over the house or lizards all over yeah. the house. Yeah, that's what lizards we're talking cool, about, man. dude. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tampa's got chickens just running around. Yes. Yeah, we and had chickens all over the place. No, yeah. So like where I lived, we just like be driving down the street. There'd be chickens everywhere. Yeah. And they were someone's chickens. And the chickens would just go home later. And we, but here's the other thing too. We also had like, we had uh, uh, problems with illegal immigrants who were coming in. There were home invasions. There, you're out, out in the middle of nowhere. Not a lot of cops. That's the trade-off, man. If you want to be responsible for yourself, be responsible for yourself. Live out in the middle of nowhere. You might see more crime. You might see chickens running around. There might be a rafter of turkeys running through your yard or something. You got to chase them off or control the turkey and deer populations. Maybe that's responsibility. But you have the choice. You have the freedom. 
You can do what you want in your property. Did you get nailed by a hurricane while you were there? No, we almost did, I think. I think we almost did. That never, makes never me nervous. There. Tampa, yeah, no, did, no hurricanes did. in Tampa. And, and the house oh. the house we had had uh, uh, shutters, like these hurricane shutters. You got you to... You, you were inland even a little bit there. We were You're, in Miami. What are you talking about? I, we were, I remember we were, visiting you. I remember we bought some chickens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we let in, them loose. In, inland is relative, bro. We were in yeah. Miami. We were, we were within a couple dozen miles of the coastline in the floodplains. So like... We were like, ah, go to the second floor when the hurricane comes, I guess, because we don't want to flood. I had yeah. questions about this social media acting in Florida and in New York. So if you were a Florida resident and you could post and they're like, okay, we're not going to censor anyone in Florida, you'd see everybody that posted in New York. Yep. But if you were in New York, would then you just not see yep. the stuff from that's Florida? Exact, that are, that's, that's already how already it works. happening. But then dude. if you responded to the, one of their comments, they just wouldn't see response. Yes. You'd wonder, why aren't they responding to me? So would yeah. they have to block no. everyone? No, 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 no. What happens right now is that if you're, if you can do this with a VPN, so those that are listening, if you have a VPN, say Virtual Shield, you can turn your, your VPN to, say, Germany and then go on Twitter and you'll see a bunch of tweets where it says this violated German law. So you'll see the response, violation of German law, things like that. So people were doing experiments with this a while ago. They may have changed it. So it doesn't say that anymore. But it uses something you'd get a message saying this tweet is at, is in violation of you know this country. So you can't see it. So you know it's there, you just can't look at it. So uh, actually, when you drive through states, depending on what that state's politics are, I've had people tell me that the news that they kind of get force-fed on your phone changes wow. depending on what political leanings that state is. Oh, yeah, is. definitely, oh, definitely. Yeah. Because Whoa. it's all about it, how, how ads are served. So if you're in a red area, they're going to assume you want to see red news outlets. So if they want to make money... They got to do it. The Daily Wire, they run ads on Facebook. The only reason they would do that is if the ads generated eyeballs for their site, which allows them to make money. If the cost of the ad is, is, is if, if, if they're spending more money on ads than they're making, they stop doing it. So Facebook says, we need to make sure these ads have a big impact and work for the Daily Wire. So if you're in a red area, more likely to get it. And I'm sure the Daily Wire chooses some of these metrics, too, saying we want people in conservative areas who are this age and, you know, and, and are likely to be male or whatever. I don't know if they care about gender, but you can do that, too. They can even do religions and things like that. So, yeah, you go you drive in, your notifications are going to change. Yeah. And it's just and it's hyper polarizing everything. It's just the dominoes falling over, man. It's going to it's going to get real weird and freaky when you're like. You know, you're going to be in West Virginia or Wyoming or something, and then you're going to look at your phone and it's going to be like, wow, the world's on fire. And then you, you, you turn on New York VPN and it's all, you know, candy canes and rainbows and people holding hands and singing. And then you're like, I can literally see the country burning to the ground around you, but you're isolated in this bubble and you have no idea what's going on. That's what's kind of it's kind of what's going on, right? Exactly, I mean, like, right. People are getting what the information they want, and maybe not the information they need. And I just see it happening. It's, it's just an interesting thing. You have these blue check marks. And I always say block is if you don't know who they are and somehow you'd be like, I'm the editor of Wacky Monkey magazine. Right. And, and I got 400,000 subscribers. Like, how did you get that, that many followers? <laughs> I, it's unbelievable, man. There, there are channels on YouTube that do nothing but like get a molten hot, uh, a red hot nickel ball. Yes. And then like melt things with it. There are channels that just crush things on hydraulic presses. I had an idea for starting the electrocution channel where yeah. we electrocute random objects. My idea, though, was the, 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 the voltage would be based on the amount of live viewership or shares. So then you got to tell everybody, keep sharing, keep sharing. We're getting enough views and then, you know, increase the voltage or whatever or amperage or wattage, whatever. I'm not an electrician. And uh, <laughs> but the point is, 
People really can isolate one particular thing that entertains them and they watch it forever. You hear what you like. We goes back. It goes back to Reagan taking away the opposite opinion. Now we got two networks, two cable news networks telling you what you want to hear. Yeah, you were saying Reagan um, that before Reagan, you every time a news network would air an opinion that they would have to show legally the opposite opinion. Is that what it was? It was like and a famous thing was the Garrison Files where this law, this uh, lawyer Garrison went on television, said he had the right to tell that side of the Kennedy assassination. And that's kind of why they took it away, man. You know, here's my whole thing about the social media and, and Hollywood and all that stuff is like, it's all ran by rich kids, man. Rich kids, real, the, you know, like I said, Malcolm X and, and uh, you know, uh, the Unabomber both said rich liberal kids are the thing. And, you know, why do why do rich people want more taxes? Well, because they have accountants that can figure out how to not pay those taxes, well, it's, right? It's, 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 it's actually simple. If you make $100 million and you pay a very high progressive percentage, it doesn't matter to a rich person. Because the percentage isn't what matters. So I'm actually in favor of progressive tax, and I'll explain. So, and, and even they are too. It's a complicated process. The, the issue is we need bigger and bigger tax brackets up, 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 you know, higher and higher you go. If someone has $100 million per year in, in liquid cash coming in, which is like obscene, it doesn't happen, and they pay 60% in taxes, they still have $40 million to invest. And look, power attracts power. That kind of money, you can make a ton of in- in- investments, risk nothing. You can go on, on, on Robin Hood and put it all in GameStop because you don't care about dumping a million. What does it matter to you? You make a hundred, you know, it's, it's, it's a drop in the hat. You can take big risks and make big money and you have little to worry about because you only need a couple hundred to live comfortably like a wealthy person. You got a bunch of houses you own. You don't care. You can do whatever you want. And then the cash is there. But if, if someone who makes 200,000 is paying the same percentage, then they only have what? 70,000 to actually spend. They have no money to invest. So what, what ends up happening is, this is why I'm not a fan of the flat tax. If, if we had a really high flat tax or the problem we have now is the progressive tax stops after like, I think 350 or something. People who make just above that are struggling to actually grow and move upward to become the ultra wealthy elites and actually run these businesses and the ultra wealthy elites are, are creating shields for themselves. The more taxes they create, it keeps people from becoming from becoming wealthy. The more taxes they put on, the harder it is to move up for sure for regular people. Most tax. I mean, the, the, the federal income tax was signed by Woodrow Wilson like a thief in the night on Christmas Eve. I mean, it's just a fact there was never a vote on it. And we never had it before that. We we're supposed to only pay taxes well, for when the when the war for war. Yeah. The real the real issue is the federal reserve, federal reserve gives them the ability to control the flow of the economy and and how the com, how the country for spends its sure. money. And the taxes is just a way of recuperating and and facilitating the machine. You know you, what I mean? You know they, you know what my favorite taxes? What? No tax. Yeah, no tax. I'm, but dude. it's not just taxes. It's also regulations. It's also rules. It's also inspections. It's also all the little middle management things that the government takes as a way of supposedly helping people. But they're created by the big no, oligarchs who, who, who keep people down. It's yeah. the corruption. Yeah, it's the corruption. If a bunch of people got together and said, anybody who works on our, let's let's say, let's say you have a hundred acres of land. And you got a bunch of your friends, a hundred of your friends, each live on one acre and they're all living on this property. And there's a stream. And this one dude keeps taking a dump in it. And you all get together and say, from now on, no one's allowed to take a dump in the stream. You've just regulated the stream usage. 
That's a good thing. That's a well, good thing. That's because they did this on purpose. They made it regulation so everyone flip out. I have no problems with protections, right? I mean, if they called it protections, I think we'd be okay with that. Well, listen, that's what it is. The issue is when one guy goes to, you know, a plurality, not even a majority, and says, hey, if we all collude together, we can trick everybody into diverting the stream onto our properties so we yeah. have more access. And we'll call it a regulation. Oh, no, although we have to do it. I'm so sorry. That's the problem. They've, the system has become corrupted and tainted. Yeah. Rules are fine when the rules benefit the people. I'm not a laissez-faire capitalist. I think we need some regulations. The problem is our social programs and our regulations are typically to benefit the wealthy, to cheat, to change the rules. One hundred percent. To help them out. The taxes do that. The stimulus does that. And the regulations do that. It's a revolving door of corruption meant to keep the poor poor and not allow for legitimate capitalism. I say get rid of fee yeah. of entry. That's the number one way that you control people's ability to move on. I mean, look at what we're doing with doctors. When you come out of med school, you're so deep in debt, you don't have a lot of room to maneuver to even set up your own practice. So you got to go into these plug and play situations where if you don't play ball with these these pharmaceutical companies the healthcare system you good luck on growing okay and then if you want to open a restaurant like why do i like food trucks because i think that's a way to just go boom you're getting right into it and you're starting to make money and to open a restaurant you have to have so much money to open a restaurant that is fee of entry that allows the elites to be able to move and create stuff where the well, ports that's, that's a lot harder that's the point i was saying about a flat tax or a limited progressive tax because you could tax a, a, a guy who makes 100 million dollars at 80 percent. he still has 20 million dollars he can snap his fingers and make 10 food trucks whereas a regular guy who's being taxed at 10 percent but only makes 100 thousand a year can't do that so i, I get it i understand it's not like this person deserves it or doesn't deserve it. The amount of money doesn't determine whether you're a hard worker or not. I'm just saying, I think a progressive tax makes more sense. But admittedly, this isn't particularly complicated. We we, we do got to jump over to Super Chats now because we're, we're, we're going chats. a little bit over. So if you haven't already, smash the like button, hit the notification or subscribe first, hit the notification bell, like, etc. But share the show if you really do like it. Make sure you go to TimCast.com to become a member because we will have a bonus segment coming up for members only. I shouldn't call them bonus segments. They're just members only segments we put up usually every day. And we'll have a fun one coming up after the show. Don't forget, click that shop button and you will see our pillow. It is a pillow. It is our pillow. And if you would like to get our pillow, you can go and pay for it and give me money for our pillow. And I will use that money to buy things that I want. Yes. Anyway, let's read some Super Chats. We got Samuel Pyle says, I have over doubled my money in Dogecoin since the beginning of the month. Well, congratulations. Good, sir. Boom. Yeah, we were talking about crypto deeply before the show. I love crypto, yeah, yeah. dude. I'm big in it. You were saying AA. What's it called? AA? Uh, Ave, man. AAVA. It's gone up in the last year. A hundred thousand percent. We, I have a podcast called The Union of the Unwanted. And Luke, you've been, you were mm-hmm. on the first one. Yep. We had a big Bitcoin episode on it. So uh, if you want to check that out, it's a really great show. We got uh, Troy Rupert says, make jail Cuomo trend. Well, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'll tweet it right now. Adrian Sutton says Cuomo killed more people than 9 11. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. True. Slick Boss Man 724 says, Tim, no one needs an AR 15. What they really need is an M134 handheld minigun. Well, there you go. I'm down. Hey. Tomato, tomato. That's right. Flimsy Fox says, in reference to last night's show, just use Mastodon. 
I know that place reeks of far leftists, but the worst that can happen is that you don't get featured on the front page. Yeah, but they isolate themselves. They cut out other servers. So you're better off using a different federated server. I think Gab is part of the Fediverse, so you can use Gab, right? Tony says, last super chat I send on YouTube. Need to stop supporting the systems that hate us. Going to join Timcast for our pillow. Keep up the great work. You see, that's how we do it. We make our own pillow. Our website. That's right. Tammy says, in light of the time story, why are the Dems complaining that Trump isn't admitting there was no, is that fraud? I don't know. How do they reconcile the two? I mean, I guess the idea of the time story is they're not really admitting to doing anything. They're just saying they were fortifying an election, so everything's fine. Have you ever heard of uh, nonlinear warfare? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way. Do you there ever you think that that's part of that? Like, you put that out, now the people in the theorist community are all like, see, we told you. And then the other people are like, I'm not going to read that. I don't, we don't care. care. We won. We don't care. Oh. And then it's, it's, it just but, no, it's like everybody this. fighting. It's Gina Carano saying, don't demonize your neighbor, and them screaming, oh, ban her, ban her. And then an employee wearing a political mask, and they say, don't you dare fire her. And yeah. it works because people have no spine. All right, let's see. Allison C. says, saw a video this morning on minds of a woman picking up insulin for her son. She said it was $60 per box under Trump. Now it's $500 thanks to Biden's executive orders. Mm-hmm. But hey, no more mean tweets. That's right. Well, y'all yeah. voted for him. Unbelievable. One of the first things Biden did was, was suspend that rule. What a piece of garbage. Yeah, man. Garbage. It's not Justin even says, him clone anyways. Justin says, Sam Tripoli, ears are bleeding now. Why so loud? Heck, I am a gorilla. La coffee. Omar Talat says, Tim, I heard on last night's episode you guys talk about masks. A Danish study, which is the only, RT, uh, the only RTC, found that they provide no statistically significant advantage. We also have consider how it affects kids psychologically. That's true. But I mean, aren't there uh, studies in the U.S. that show efficacy? I don't, I don't know. Ask the uh, stewardesses I'm on worried, American Airlines. I'm worried about people who will like see the one study and be like, that's the one. Or the one poll and be like, that's, that's the one. one. You know, it's like everybody just they'll, they'll pick the data they want. Aaron Hoench says Sam Tripoli is doing a show at Floatfest. I am. Come see me. Uh, March, uh, I think it's March 13th. Oh, it's 8th through the 11th. Scott K says my grandpa was one of the first nursing home victims in Buffalo, New York. He was in a nursing home for just rehab, was supposed to be in and out. My dad couldn't say goodbye. That's that's so messed up, dude. Cuomo's sick. Yeah. Richard Thabod says, get Cuomo, but what about Michigan and New Jersey's governors that did the same? Yeah. 100%. They all did it, man. All the, I mean, like, you know, you just, I I don't know what the left's defense of the Democrats are. I mean, what is the, here, I mean, they, they, they brought, I mean, the, the whole theory is they came over here to tank the economy and they still had a weird election. Am I right? I mean, it's kind of weird. All right, we got Keb Lee from Star Trek with the uh, with the first link. The chain is forged. The first speeds. F- All right, let me start over. With the first link, the chain is forged. The first speech censured. The first thought forbidden. The first freedom denied chains us all irrevocably. The first time any man's freedom is trodden on, we are all damaged. That's from Star Trek, and that's from um, the Measure of a Man. Is the name of the episode. I think that was, was that, was that what it was? I mean, that's what they said about when, when after Alex Jones and Owen Benjamin and people were just like, I don't like what they're saying. And it's just like, 
Hey, man, it's not you, you got to protect everyone, not just the people you like, because eventually they'll come back around. That's the biggest thing with the the left. They don't realize censorship came from the right, the religious right on lifestyles and who you could date and all that for, and what you could do and the music you could play and the stuff you could do. It came from the right to left. Now it's left to the right. Eventually it will come back around. Andrew O says, as Tim Dillon said, they are the Cuomo Corleone crime family. Huh. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neo-libertarian says 70 to 80% of nursing home patients room and board is paid for by state-funded Medicaid. Dead nursing home patients equals less state-funded Medicaid paid 100%. out. 100%. And they're facing a budget crisis. So there was a way for him to, to, to reduce the costs. Man. Kevin C. says, Tim, have on Adam Curry of No Agenda Podcast. He's creating Podcast 2.0 to combat censorship of apps like Apple that threaten to ban content. He can set you on the path of your Fediverse idea. Funny guy, tech smart, best pod. Cool. We'll look into it. The gray one says, as someone who lost their grandmother because of our King Cuomo, he deserves to face prison for life. 13,000 are gone. Gone. Scum. Gets a bloody Emmy. Yep. I can't believe they gave uh, It's like giving Obama a, a Nobel Peace Prize. Like, what are you doing? It's like also like giving... um. Brooklyn Nine Nine, a uh, uh, what is that one award show? And they got you get Brooklyn Nine Nine gets an award. What? Uh, what was the international? I mean, Brooklyn Nine Nine's funny. That's a great show. You know, to say it, yeah. It does okay. Oh, okay, I guess I was wrong <laughs> on that reference. <laughs> I mean, my apologies. I like Andy Samberg. He's yeah, good. I love it. Yeah, that show's actually really funny. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> I retract that, Andy. It was a joke, Tough and crowd. it did land at all. <laughs> James. Uh, James says, the super chat is to pay for Santa Claus to tell you his favorite bedroom word. Must say the actual word once you get behind the paywall. What, what, is, what is that? I don't know. Bad words? I don't know. I guess. Uh, our, our pillow? Yeah, there you go. Blake ha- uh, Hamer says, Tim, the violence is everywhere. It hasn't gone anywhere. Just in my city alone, Columbus, GA, about an hour south of Atlanta, we've had 16 murders already this year. People just don't care anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of things I don't. There's, there's well. a lot of things I don't care yeah. about anymore. You know, Antifa. There was a, there was a story I was like, we could pull it up where people in Seattle are getting fed up and screaming at Antifa because they're snapping, and I'm just like, yeah, but what am I going to say? Said it a million times. I can only tell you Antifa is bad fifty billion times, and then what? Hey guys, remember when I told you Antifa was bad? They're bad again today, and another thing happened. It's just getting frustrating talking about the same thing. Mao Demighty says, Tim, read my message on minds. Lydia Hart Luke is dope. There you go. Don't do drugs. Publius the Good says, Catherine Austin Fitz was a government official and put together maps of where the riots were, and they were, I- and they were identical to the city redevelopment maps. This was an organized criminal enterprise by the Democrats. Interesting. That, that, there's something about that with Minneapolis, too, like, like Agenda 2030, where like they wanted to just get yeah. rid of all these businesses and build up it's the theme from uh, robocop where they started riots and civil unrest so they could buy up the property on the cheap after destroying it yeah and uh Catherine austin fitz i actually interviewed her on she's my great. channel we are change really smart person she's we great. should we should have her on the show huh? yeah that'd be great queen nidus says the great reset is indeed a spiritual thing mexico is running ads for it and it has a cross and catholic sign on it People in the U.S. need to look at the propaganda being run in other countries and compare it to the USA. Mm. Kind of like Build Back Better, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone in Europe, all these Europeans saying Build Back Better. And, then and Biden Joe Biden, says, too. Yeah. Well, he's a plagiarist, so I'm not so sure about it. Yeah. But it's Unbelievable, creepy. right? And nobody talks about it. 
Larry Goddard says, holy S, a wild Sam Tripoli has appeared. I lost Mew and Mewtwo. Not going to lose this time. Ultra joke ball used. Miss. Damn you, Sam Tripoli. (laughs) What, do you have like Pokemon jokes or something? No, I don't know what he's talking about. But anytime anyone mentions my name, I feel better. That's right. Ron Garion says, I'm glad Tim finally got the machine on the show. It's just weird to see him with a shirt on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> no, he's, meant to, he's trying to say I look like Burt Kreischer. Oh, okay, oh. Okay. David Archibald says, for putting your money where your mouth is, I will send you my idea for a show for special education math instruction via jobs email address. Cool, right on. And uh, don't forget, go to TimCast.com, become a member, but also click shop and get our pillow. It is, we, 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 you and I together started uh-huh. a pillow company and the pillow belongs to both of us. The only thing is like in communism, I benefit greatly from it, profit, and then use your labor to do whatever I want. Yes. It's actually very <laughs> communist. It's very on brand. Yeah, beautiful. It's, it's amazing. I'm smart, aren't I? Mitch McGilvery in Australia. It is only the state of Victoria that is in a five day lockdown. Victoria also banned the ANZAC Day March in April, but have allowed Chinese New Year celebrations. Mm -hmm. Victoria is our California. Wow, there you go. Is that where Perth is? uh, Australia has a a China problem for sure, man. Those fires were a lot about them selling a lot of their water to China. It it got pretty bad there. You remember that was the beginning of 2020. We're like, it can't get worse than this. And then Mm -hmm. it just kept rolling. (laughs) Robo Dad says, all you need to do is watch Disney's versions of Chicken Little, and you see it all unfolding now. Huh. Oh, yeah? The sky is falling, huh? Joey Sibley says, hey, Tim, look into some of the Star Wars comics, specifically the one where Darth Vader bleeds a lightsaber crystal red. Really? Is that why they're red? They're like regular crystals, and then he like puts blood on them or something? Robert Johnson says, love the podcast, you guys. I only see this getting worse. There is too many issues in this country. There isn't a simple fix for any of this nonsense. I agree. True. Doesn't I, mean it's I only going to get worse, though. It is going to get more complex. I, 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 like, I agree with that statement. Yeah. I don't think that there's a solution in the sense that we go back to the way things were. You know what I mean? I think whatever comes after this will be dramatically different. And I wouldn't call it a solution. I would call it a change. We just hope the good guys win. But, you know, sometimes I'm not too confident. What do you think about Obama? I mean, a lot of this it, it correlates with Obama basically made it legal for the U.S. government to spread propaganda to the people. I mean, if you get off of these social media sites, it's amazing how wonderful the world is. And I know mm-hmm. that's weird because we have awful things happening in Yemen and we want to stop that. And then there's this child sex trafficking stuff going on. We want to stop that. But I mean, I really do believe if you look inside and work on yourself and ho- help others on a local level, that's where we start to make the change. Yeah. Victoria says Ben Shapiro predicted this idea of tribal capitalism several months ago. I definitely see it coming. Jim Jam tells me to sell our pillow on Reddit. It will sell like hotcakes on there. And I know the pillow is is ours. But of course, like in communism, I run the command economy and I can do whatever I want and then profit greatly to buy the things that I also want. And then uh, KM mentions Death Wish. The Charles Bronson movies are way better. Death Wish 3 is the best IMO. The mechanic is also a great one. Cool. Danny August Mason says, Tim, I'm an actor and filmmaker. I would love to work with y'all and Luke. Start your own platform and let's tell some amazing stories. Sending love from Austin, Texas. You know what I really want to do? You guys should look up Gellert's Grave, the story of uh, the, the legendary hound in Wales. It's an amazing story. I think it's Wales. And I want to do a short film telling that story. I don't want to, I'm not going to tell it now because I think I've told it before, but it's just a brutal story. It'd be an excellent short film. Kay Lowe says, 
if the Great Reset fully comes to the U.S., I imagine we see the rise of serfdom, people who won't own anything and will need to work the land for the Lord Paramount of Gates Farms. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's right. Colin Stevens says, good pillow brought to you by Kami, made in China, built by Uyghur slave labor and manufacturing cost of 50 cents. Now for the low, low price of ninety nine ninety nine. To be fair, I've given uh, praise to good pillow by David Hogg because he wants American made union labor. And uh, I, I think it's great. Good. If you want to make your pillow and it's supporting American workers and all that stuff. Sure. I don't know. What a capitalist. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good for him. Publius the Good says, did you know it was Hitler who said that we should promote large national sporting events so people don't know what the government is doing? The number of athletes in the Olympics increased tenfold during his government. And it was ancient Rome that created the Colosseum. And it was breads and circuses that have existed well before that. It's not a new idea. You know, people like to compare things to Nazi Germany. But sometimes these things were taken by the Nazis. They didn't invent all of it. Though they were despotic psychopaths with, you know... I'll put it this way. I think a lot of the Nazi soldiers are the definition of spineless, pathetic cowards because there were a lot of a lot of them who knew what they were doing is wrong, but they were just following orders. They knew they were committing crimes and they didn't care. Is that what, what cops are doing, though? It's not the same. I mean, to be completely fair, I mean, obviously what happened in World, you know, World War Two in Germany is like some of the darkest evil we've ever seen is a, you know, and, and communists don't get me wrong. Also, some of the darkest evil we've ever seen. Cops locking someone's business down is bad, and I think it violates people's rights, but it's still way far away. Now, what China is doing and what and Disney's protecting them is where we're like, yeah, that's really bad. And Disney's like, thanks for the help, concentration camp runners. Well, just some of the reports that come out, I can't even mention what, what went on. I mean, the BBC had a report of a whistleblower that was talking about how she had to strip down young women, tie them up. And I, we can't even get to, yeah. into the details and of what they do, but it's absolutely sickening and disgusting and too vile to even mention and it would get this channel banned if i described what the chinese government is doing according to this whistleblower that's reported on the bbc why is there a group of people on the the, i call them the black pillars and some of them are friends of mine i think i love their research they seem to say this isn't what's happening like that that those those camps aren't what we're being told that this is part of this cold war propaganda what are your thoughts on that? I think Joe Biden is deferential to China. So why would this horrifying story come out? I think there are people who are desperately trying to tell us what's going on. And you have special interests like Joe Biden and his family who are very favorable for, to China and don't want us to know about it. They just can't control everything. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, China's known for organ harvesting. For sure. The social credit score. It's not a stretch of the imagination. I, I'm and with when you. you had videos that, of it. Yeah. When you had that drone footage of the people that were black bagged and moved around from one railroad station to another, when you have the whistleblowers corroborate statements, when you have the Chinese government going after individuals who criticize the Chinese government outside of the country, going after their families inside of China. In America. Uh, in, in, in there, America. There, there, yeah. was, there was a warning to Chinese citizens. Citizens who are current or, or Chinese Americans who are in America because the Chinese government would come here and come after them. We'll say Tiananmen Square. The Chinese government often wants people to forget what they did, yeah. how they mowed, moved tanks there, in and murdered a bunch of. There was a major NYPD officer that was caught working as a Chinese spy, spying on the Tibetan community in New York City. I think you're, the Black Pill community is suffering from cognitive dissonance. Well, the, that is a weird thing because a lot of them are like, it's not, it's not what it is. This is part of the com- the. 
the basically the Cold War propaganda. I go, I, I listen, man. It just China has a history of this. I don't understand yeah. why you think that would the be great because forward. It, it is a fair suggestion because propaganda is big and U.S. propaganda machine is huge. So there may be levels of that. Unfortunately, could, sickening as yeah. it could be. So it's always good to keep an open mind. But I mean, there's a lot of evidence. But overall, it's being extremely downplayed, especially when you compare it to Russia. Compare the coverage Russia gets, compare the coverage China gets. And that's why I have a problem with Mark Cuban. Like they brought it up to him and he goes, I'm not going to get involved in other countries' politics. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? You're fully invested in the, the, you know, what's going on in this country and uh, the divide and conquer that's going on that the NBA has been pushing really hard on everybody. And you know, it's like, and I'm sorry, you're Jewish too. You, you, you aren't offended by camps. I mean, like that should be a big thing. I am Armenian. My family, I have my grandfather's Brothers and sisters were shot down. Genocide's very, very, very sensitive subject for me. I'm not okay with camps like that. I don't understand how Mark Cuban could be somebody who's like, oh, I'm not getting into local politics. I'm like, what are you it's talking an excuse. about? It's an excuse. LeBron not, James, yeah. Steve Kerr, all of it's, them it's spineless all, individuals. It's all an excuse to be like, oh, I can't get involved. It's local politics, but uh, keep sending my checks. Give me that money. Yeah. Robert Brainerd says, Ian is the Juan Williams to Tim Pool's podcast. I've heard that it's, before. It, but it's not entirely accurate because Juan Williams disagrees with them on like basically everything. Yeah. And Ian disagrees on like some things. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Vocally. But Juan Williams basically says, the mainstream media's narrative is always true. And then Jesse Waters goes, Juan, what are you doing? That's funny. Steven Luna says, glad to see this collaboration. Five great minds. Shout out to Ghost and Ninja. Oh, yeah. There you Those go. Are my kids. Yeah. Heather Coran says... Nielsen places a box on some TVs in certain areas and extrapolates data from for the area. I had uh, had one not that long ago, free cable. Unless you have the box, it isn't tracked. Yeah, so what they'll do is they sent, like, I, I got an offer for the Nielsen and I don't care. They send you $2 or something and they're like, hey, do this. And I'm like, I don't care. We, we don't we don't have cable anyway. So it's like, well, actually, no, that's not true. We, we did at the time. And uh, now it's all digital. But their metrics are just basically like polling. It could just be wrong. Digital numbers, those are legit numbers. Publius the Good says, well, when CIA psychologist JCR Licklider came up with the idea for the internet, it was solely for the purpose to see if their propaganda was working. They needed feedback to see what you are looking and what you're looking at and believing. Is that true? Probably. Great way to I get gotta, in people's I houses. That. Yep. You know? Hapasan says the impeachment is just a big distraction to keep the senators from doing their jobs and to get the public to ignore the fact that Biden has signed over 50 executive orders. Lots of bad ones, to be honest. Keep it the good work, everybody. Yes, they could be passing COVID relief, but they're wrapped up in impeachment. So conservatives don't care. They hate the impeachment as it is. They're complaining about it. This is keeping Democrats from complaining with the fact that they're not being served by the people they just hired. Uh, you, you also see now like the, the Republican Party's begging for donations. Nobody's giving them donations. So whatever the last four years was, you are seeing the death of the two party system in my humble opinion. I think so. I think mm -hmm. Republic. So it's funny when, when I, there, I see people say Republicans shouldn't form a new party because they'll just lose. And I'm like, but they'll just lose anyway, because already a large portion of Republicans who voted in 2020 say they won't vote again. 
Your best bet is to at least try to win some third party seats for a Patriot Party or something else. Otherwise, the GOP bleeds voters and then just loses anyway. I, let me ask you. OK, go, go for Sorry. it. Oh, let me. What, what, you go. Yeah, yeah. Lincoln won because of a four party system. There was a four party run. That's why Abraham Lincoln. So the. Expanding the system is greatly beneficial, I think, to society. So you get great minds. Also, what is a, well? That was is, just before the Civil War, man. That's why there was fracturing, you know. Well, the the, the South may have actually seceded if Lincoln wasn't president. So who knows? Well, I mean, that's a very interesting thing too. But how much of this is again going back to that notion that the elites could do everything? We have the election; people feel like there's something funny going on with that. Okay, we have this GameStop thing where these elites make a bet; it blows up in their face, and what do they do? Oh, we're going to stop the trading so we can stop this. How much of this is just to make us think we have no power? And no say. And this is the last, the death rattle. Because I believe we're w- waking up to an, uh, uh, an I, awakening. I think it's always, I think it's been that way most of my life that the system is, they have full control. The, the, the DNC and the RNC are private organizations. They can kick out Bernie if they want. Trump's, you know, stormed in. They couldn't stop him. I think, I think we're, I think you're right. The end of the two party system. You said that, right? Yep. I think we're seeing these, these two powerful p- private entities struggling to maintain the system in the, in the face of the internet. So they're desperately trying to get a con- get control of things, but it may not work in the end. I don't know. Yeah, it's massively vulnerable to social pressure. Like if we orchestrated or if people orchestrated, um, 10 million people pulled all their money out of the banks at the same time on the oh, same yeah. day, yep. just crash all the banks. And yep. then so get there's a buy Bitcoin, yo. Um, hey, to clarify that guy, Super Chat, I think Biden hasn't signed 50 executive orders. A lot of them are memorandums, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a colloquial term. But he's like signed a lot of paper, 50, at least yeah. 50 orders. Some of them, it's like, what am I signing? Huh. Yeah. Gregory, Gregory Nicholas says, Ian, no, government should not take minds as code. Also, all code should be open source. Any software where the code is hidden is tantamount to slavery. Look up Richard Stallman, creator of the of the GNU open source project and bring on as guest. Stallman I think I think guess. Ian's the free the code guy. I don't know what, yeah, what they're but, saying. But about the it. government has access to Mines Code. They wouldn't be taking anything. They'd yeah. be utilizing open information. ASDF ZXCV says internet attention addiction is causing global trickle-down effects of 21st century. Good, bad, and ugly. I really would love a study on number of humans words spoken versus human texts year to year. Something say uh, see something say nothing but work them thumbs on Twitter educate that's interesting too yeah how many words were spoken in 2006 and how many were how many were how many how many words were communicated in 06 how many words were communicated in 2016 social media has exponentially increased the amount of information being exchanged and information isn't always like knowledge sometimes information is nonsensical garbage or you know a string of words that's meaningless earlier you said there was not really a middle ground anymore and i maybe start thinking that there is a middle but it's moving and it's moving so fast because of the new amount of information that's entering the system so rapidly so like we can find middle ground but it's a different middle ground every moment because all this new information no 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 so there used to be that that's that's where it was getting really really bad and the rickety bridge between the two islands was shaking and flopping around in the wind and you never knew where it was going to be no it broke that bridge broke well, it used to be that there was like a middle ground that NBC would declare, and that's where everyone kind of had a week or two weeks to find it before the mass media, which, but now it's like every, every 10 minutes information you get like, oh, oh, that changes everything. Well, oh, the point is the president tweeted that changes everything. If it used to be that I could go to someone and say, 
here's what the left said. Here's what the right said. The middle seems to make sense, right? And they would say, ah, the truth is always closer to the middle. Nowadays, you say to the left, here's what the right said. You can say the right, here's what the left said. And they both say, well, they're lying. That's it. We probably have to do a whole show on this. But it's, 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 it's the, the point is, I can literally show an article from Time Magazine where they say a conspiracy by an elite cabal of powerful individuals and the left will say, thank God. Yep. Okay. Yep. 100%. There's no middle ground. Like that, that, that article was like, I think it's getting drowned out. If, if ABC News had done that in the six o'clock news in 1994, everyone in the country almost would be talking about yeah, it. Yeah. It's like that sign where the lady hood held up. It's like, is freedom more important than safety? And you're like, ah. Uh. There, there, there's a very famous image. I forgot who originally put it up, but it was at like a gym and there's, there's like NB, there's NBC and then there's, or like CNN and then Fox. Mm. And I don't know, I think it was like CBS and Fox. And Fox says, Sondland confirms no quid pro quo. The next TV says, Sondland confirms quid pro quo. <laughs> Here's what really happened. I broke it down. So this was on the, in the like first impeachment hearing or the Ukraine hearings. Sondland said, I believe there was a, a quid pro quo, but Trump said there is no quid pro quo. And I quote, I want nothing. I want nothing. No quid pro quo. <laughs> the framing device from mainstream media was, yeah, but Sondland said he felt like it was there. So it must be. And the framing from Fox News was Trump's literal words were no quid pro quo. And both were at the same time saying the opposite things. Yep. So we're doomed because there's no middle ground. If a, uh, if a tree falls on a man, you know, Fox will be like tree attract a tree attacks man. And if you know, and then MSNBC like global warming is infecting the environment. You the, know, the best the best take on it was Ryan Long, the comedian who made a video about how he was a, uh, uh, a digital freelance journalist. And he, he found a way to sell footage to both Fox and MSNBC. He said, you know, look, normally if you want to sell footage, the news, news outlets will buy it. But Fox News, you know, they only want the protesters looking bad and MSNBC only wants them looking good. So how do you sell this footage to everybody? Well, I figured it out. And then he has one joke where he said, one time I accidentally sent footage of, you know, a young black protester picking up garbage to Fox News. And they emailed me back saying, what am I supposed to do with this? And I said, well, if you play it backwards, it looks like he's littering. <laughs> so it's a really great, really great I don't think comedian. we're doomed, but it's going to require people to develop their critical thinking. Because if you take something like this, this gorilla thing, and you, you shine a light on it this direction, you're going to see a silhouette of a gorilla. But if you shine a light on it from this direction, you're going to see the silhouette of a straight line. Both are true. Both are real, depending on where you're looking at the information from. So it's going to be important for people to develop that muscle. It was not true that there was a quid pro quo with Gordon Sondland. He just said, Trump told me no, but I kind of felt like there was. And I don't blatant, care yeah. what you kind of felt like. There's also did Donald lies. Trump say, give me this in exchange for this? No. What did he say? I want nothing. Then why would you feel that way? It's nonsensical. I don't care what your feeling are, feeling, feelings are. I care about whether or not there was an exchange for something. But the media decided to run someone's feelings over the exact quote from the president. They could have just quoted him and left it at that. They decided to say, well, you know, we believe this guy's gut feeling over what was actually said. It's ridiculous. It's like, I get it, that Trump could go, I don't want a quid pro quo, wink, wink. And then you'd argue he was winking at me the whole time. Maybe that would make sense. No, it was literally Trump saying, I don't want anything. No quid pro quo. You know, just just get the job done. Why would you then come out and testify? But there really was one. And why would the media then agree with you? It's stupid. It's fake. There's yeah. no middle ground. It's all about just appeasing one tribe over the other, and then everyone's going to rip each other's throats out. And there's no consequence for lying. 
That's a big There's problem. There's just nothing anymore. Nobody, if you get caught lying, nobody pays the price for it. It happens all the time. And it's just to feed this media machine that sells us poisons for our brains. And Why that, is that? Did you Have you followed the path of when it, because it used to be like a heinous crime. To, I just remember the last time somebody paid for something was, again, the Iran-Contra when uh, the government got uh, busted selling crack in the inner city. <laughs> yep. Nope. I never. Yeah. After that, everybody, maybe there was Scooter Libby that kind of took the fall, but, you know, like nobody, nobody, dude. And it's kind of crazy. All right. Let's just do a couple more Super Chats here. We got Casey Lauren who says, Canada has a five-party system, four of which have enough numbers to have influence. They are forced to compromise. It's also a parliamentary system, so it makes it easier for them. And uh, let's see. Let's do uh, one more Super Chat. Bo Darville says, how far will the Democrats go with gun control? Do you expect confiscation? Not in the immediate future, but eventually, yes, absolutely. No, but they'll probably do mandatory buybacks. That's what that's the only way to really do it. They can't send cops door to door because that would just create mass chaos. But they would do mandatory buybacks where they're like, if you don't do this, you'll be committing a felony. And then people will just do it because law abiding citizens will abide by the law. A lot of people won't, though. And then things will get crazy. That's why I think they have to be very careful about this. And they'll do it slowly. And that's also why they pass laws where they grandfather things in like, OK, we're banning machine guns. But if you if you have one that existed before the law, you're allowed to have it. And then eventually nobody has a machine gun anymore. But Trump was the only one that pushed the goalpost and made it not grandfathered in with the bump stocks. And he made countless numbers of Americans felons overnight with just yep. his yeah. pen, which yeah. is absolutely disgusting. And Republican Senate, Republican House, Republican President, nothing for the Second Amendment. Of course. Nothing for the course. First Amendment is just... It's, it's yeah well ladies and gentlemen we're gonna have a bonus se- i shouldn't say that we're gonna have an exclusive segment over at timcast.com coming up in just about an hour or so but uh thanks for hanging out make sure you smash that like button subscribe hit that notification bell and we do the show monday through friday live at 8 p.m you can follow me on minds at timcast and uh, my other YouTube channels are youtube.com slash TimCast, youtube.com slash TimCast News. If you really like the show, please consider sharing it. It really helps. Sam, you want to mention any of your social media or any? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm at, at, at Ronan Sam Tripoli, Sam Tripoli on Instagram, samtripoli.com website. And just check out Tinfall Hat with Sam Tripoli, uh, the union of the unwanted. We get uh, the best minds to come and talk about whatever topic is that episode. And then my new financial show is called Cash Daddies, and it's doing very well. And I got a sports podcast called Punch Drunk. Right. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. Uh, right now, go to wearechange.org, and on the top right-hand corner, just simply put in your email. That means a lot to me, keeps me going, and uh, yeah, sign up on our email list before we are, we're all in the gulags, and uh, <laughs> you could also join me on my YouTube page, We Are Change. I release videos there five days a week exclusively. We Are Change on YouTube. Hope to see you there. You can follow me at Ian Crossland over the internet, especially YouTube and Minds at Ian Crossland, as well as twitch.tv slash Ian Crossland. Check out iancrossland.net. Pick up one of my uh, books, Writing in the Dark. It's a interesting, uh, tantalizing delve into my crazy brain. And uh, some of the music that I produced as well is also there. It's, a, it's an old website. Very cool. And I am Sour Patch Lids on Twitter and on Minds. And then I am Real Sour Patch Lids on Gab and Instagram because someone else stole my name. And don't forget, before you leave, 
Go to TimCast.com, click shop to get your exclusive Our Pillow. It is actually already yours, but in order to receive it, you have to put in an order and give me money because that's how <laughs> communism works, right? I'm in charge and I'll use your money to buy whatever I want. Also become a member because the next segment will be coming up there exclusive. Thanks for hanging out and we will see you all then. Bye, guys.